Hey, so Josie, it looks like losing your virginity again has been really good for you. You're looking, you know, full of color. You're even a little puffy around your cheeks there. You know, eating good, eating all that reindeer meat. But and even all that I've stuff. lost weight now. Yeah, you're looking a little puffy looking there. Puffy. I, I've lost weight now. Hey, losing your virginity has done wonders for your life. Congratulations. You are now, you re virginized just to lose your virginity again. But that means you're going to be That's slow. Okay. No, I'm going to be fast now. You know, because you want to race. You're fast now. We're going to talk about that in a little bit because I got the inside scoop about that race when I talked to Max last week. Uh, but um, um, congratulations. You did, huh? We'll talk about it when we get into the oh, the nation, last nationals. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we get into Max. the nationals. But it's good to have you back. Okay. You haven't been on her for about a month now, so thank you for coming back. Um, and, um, yeah, it's time to do a podcast, dude. So I think we should just... You know, do what we do best, and that is to drop that intro. Nitro is the glory. Welcome to the No Name RC Podcast with your host tonight, Keenan White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great. And if you are unlucky, the Finnish village idiot, JQ. This is the RC Podcast with no name, but plenty of content. So sit back, relax and get ready for some serious bench racing. Yes, 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 indeed. Nitro is the glory, but E-Buggy pays the bills. I don't know why Joseph has switched me around her. I'm usually on that side, and he's on this side. So I don't I know what. switched anything. He's already messing with me. You need to figure him. that out. He's back. I haven't messed with anything. Uh, one month back it's and you. two minutes into this podcast, and he's already messing up things. But hey, remember, Nitro is the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. What's going on, everybody? This is episode number 138 of the No Name RC Podcast. I'm your host, Keena White, a.k.a. Lefty the Great, the brains of this. And to my left is my pinky, my pinky to my brain, the beaker to my Bunsen, the, I don't know what else to call you. They're, you know, we haven't seen him for a while. We got Rupert the Sheriff right to a, right there, beaker, a.k.a. beaker. Let's get a close-up of him. See, now he's getting all into touching things and doing all this type of stuff. He can't leave things alone. He has to get in her and... And touch things and and interrupt things and throw me off my game. But welcome, Joseph. What's up? How are you? You should adjust your camera. You you, you look like you are too white right now. Am I? Maybe I got too much light on me. Hold on. There we go. Does that matter? You just adjust the camera. Ah. Uh, oh, that's bad. Yeah. Anywho, see. See what I mean? Three minutes, and he's already pissing him in and complaining about everything. What's up, Joseph? How are you? Not bad. Uh, well, actually, that's my stock answer. That's your stock answer? I, uh, that's not bad. I've been working. I've been working hard. You have been busy. Um, I've seen... Long the, nights. Yeah. Uh, long <laughs> nights at the computer desk with, your own, and with the camera. That's why you're telling me to adjust my yeah. light. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I've been doing my online course. So I released a couple of promos for it. I saw that. And we're going to start selling next week. So Monday, Monday the 23rd. That's the big day. That's when I know if I'll be suicidal or if this has been work, uh, worth all the effort. Like four, five, six a.m., going to bed, getting up at 10, 11, and continuing. So I very much underestimated the required time to edit these damn videos. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> like you underestimated starting your own car company. <laughs> this is the story of my life. It's it's sort of a good and bad thing about me. So I tend to drastically underestimate the amount of time and effort things require. So that's why I start doing them. And then at some point I'm like, holy shit, this is actually All right, well, let's, too much. Let's touch on the course after I do my, my spiel here. Because it is pretty interesting, and yeah. you know, we, we'll talk more about that. But I want to say thank you to all of the hashtag NNRC squad. We took a break last week. Uh, Joseph and I was supposed to record, but we just couldn't get times. Uh, I have family from my wife's uh, sister, and my sister-in-law and her husband are her, so they kind of came last week. So we kind of got caught up doing that. Um, you know, it's summertime here in the DR. It's fun time. Uh, so we do apologize, but also I think we're kind of, uh, you know, three podcasts a, m- a month is where we're going to probably stick at for our, our our minimum or maximum. So, yeah, a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the less is good type of thing, less is more. But thank you guys for the support. We had some great videos last week. We had some great discussions, all that type of stuff. We weren't quiet during this time. In fact, I was really loud. We'll talk about that in a bit. Thank you to all the patrons of the uh, podcast. You guys got early release of the uh, guest this week, who was Tony Newman of Clinic RC. Thank you, Tony, for your support, for coming on. You guys got that on Patreon. Thank you guys for your support. If you wish to be a Patreon, you can. The link is in the link of the written description that is with this podcast. It's a link, a link tree link that links you to every social media, every sponsor, anything NNRC is in that one link, that one link tree link. Don't, what are you, don't move, see, stop doing this stuff, Joseph. You do this stuff to distract me, stop it. And um, <laughs> I like to show, he's just smiling in the background too, you can't see him. He likes, he just likes messing with me at any way he can do it. It's just getting right off on this stuff. Um, I like to say thank you to those patrons, man. Thank you, can't do it without you. Shout out to my, uh, all the awesome sponsors of the podcast. They are Mayako, we'll talk about that because it's getting close to where we're going to see the car soon. Beach RC, Brent just sent me a video of him stacking up his shopping cart with Coors Light for the Wicked Weekend Party this Saturday. He's there. TNR Fuels, they were at the um, the on-road Nats this past weekend. High Tech RC, they sent me a goodie package. I can't wait to get that. Techno RC, big techno team going to Wicked Weekend this week. Sun City RC had to cancel the US RC race, but they have the US Open coming up here soon. The USRC race was canceled because of rain. JQ Racing, shout out to all my JQ Racing family around the world. Are, we actually have a team at Wicked Weekend. It's been a long time. I haven't seen that. Got two tents up. Good to see. Lugs RC, remember guys, there is a promo code for Lugs RC. Uh, if you guys want to try out their tires, uh, check them out. They have over 55 years of combined RC experience. They're still, they have been testing treads, wheels, and rubber for performance. They have the Econ tires, which is, has the basher or budget racer in mind. You have the same rubber compounds, but different uh, different tire treads and lower costs, so you can save some money. They also have their premium race tires, 
which are for pure performance and they're made using the custom molds and proprietary rubber compound of Lugs RC. Tires are available in soft, super soft, mega soft, and now long wear. You can go to www.lugsracing.com, use promo code NNRCLUGS, and you will save some money. I'm not sure because they changed their pricing a little bit, so I'm not sure how they're doing it now, but you will save some money, and please use that promo code. So, uh, and thank you, shout out to manscaped.com, uh, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, another longtime sponsor. We have a 10, uh, pres- we have a 10% off promo code with that. Use the uh, promo code NNRC in all caps. Our latest sponsor, Donathan RC. I'm waiting for my custom leads. I was talking to Zach yesterday. Cool dude. Well, I'm, you know, I'm talk- talking to him about something, a project that I'm doing and getting his feedback on certain things. I'll talk more about that later. So go check up Donathan, Donathan RC, order your custom leads. I didn't realize you could geek out on leads so much. I got some comment. I can't wait. You can use the promo code NONAME10 in, in all small letters. Save to 10% off orders, $50 or more. Shout out to Racecraft USA, Command Module, Social Club. We have a promo code for that as well. NNRC Squad in all caps. Save 10% off your order. All this is in the link tree. Uh, link tree link and of course shout out to rcgp and of course connie at house of rc if you haven't made your profile at house of rc now is the time uh thank you to all the awesome sponsors remember showing the sponsors some love shows the podcast some love and it's time to bring back i don't know who you are today are you beaker are you rupert are you jq the asset are you josie are you joseph which one are you today? I can't tell. Yeah. I don't know. I'm busy. Yeah, see, there we go. So we got that JQ. All right. We got that JQ. We got that JQ. Anyway, Josie, it's it's been a while. We've been talking a lot. We've been busy the last couple of days, you and I. We've actually talked quite a lot in the last few days, more than we've probably talked in a long time. Like I said, you've been busy with that course. Um, I, Dude, I, I'm look, I'm just going to, I'm giving you your props right here in front of everybody. I told you this in private. You... All right, so if you're autism, right, you know how we have people that are autistic and, like, probably, you know, there's different, I don't know much about autism, and I'm not talking bad about it, but you know how there's autistic people and they can see something for, like, 10 seconds, and then they can draw everything, they have photographic memories and all that type of stuff, and, excuse me, (coughs) but you know, they're socially awkward or not functional, like, you know, outside of that, that's, you know, that's a form of a severe form of autism, I believe. I don't know. But you have your your autism talent is the ability to see some I told you this. It's like you can lay out I don't know how you do it, but you see something five years from now, but you can lay out every step to that within the five years. Well, this is gonna do that, this is gonna do that, and you can see that in your brain and see the finished product. Yep, yep. Now where your autism kicks in on the other side is you think everybody else can see that. <laughs> right but they can't but i know like i've been thinking i'm in i'm in like not i've just been thinking about things and that's your talent like the ability to see something the the end product and all the steps involved in it that's good that's bad because you can't see the, the steps that deviate and throw you for a left you know throw you for a curve and all that stuff but that's your talent man that's your autistic talent you can see things out like Miles ahead, like if he was, you know, if he was racing down a road that was 35 miles long, you would be 10 miles ahead of everybody. You know what I mean? Thinking. So that's your talent. That's my um, compliment to you. Uh, let's let's just touch base on that course real quick. Tell us a little bit about it. 
Yeah, so, I mean, I guess the idea came about because I, I had the, the guide, first of all, then I made the book, and then I started the YouTube channel, and then I just figured, like, look, I, I should do this properly. I should put all the information in one place, make all the videos, and then sell it as a course, because I wasn't going, going to do all of that work just and hand it out for free it's just not worth it it's too much so i figured okay just like the book people who want to learn that stuff they buy the book they can read all about it and that's fine but it's different to video when you have video you can um, explain things so much better so i figured i'll try and do the same thing now but then you know me uh, when i started doing it then i figured that okay well if i'm going to do this i should do it properly i'm not only going to make a sort of online course about the subjects in the book i'll expand it a bit to all of rc mm -hmm. so it could be something that a complete beginner who just stumbles upon rc could get could get the basic version and it explains everything about rc all the different race racing classes how rc racing works where to find information what the different uh products are items are that you need what's good what's not uh that kind of stuff so yeah um it became a much bigger project than expected but i set myself the deadline now for 20th of september so that's when it has to go live when did you start this just curious i started this sort of uh, late last year i started really thinking about it and planning it, but I started filming in May, I think it was. Okay. Hey, dude. But I had sort of written down each uh, chapter, each uh, lesson, I guess. And uh, I had some of the, I had, had some of the sort of scripts. So I knew what I wanted to explain. But the way I do the videos is I sort of have a subject and then I talk about it. I don't really write everything down. Okay. That's your superpower right there to come into effect. And um, how long is this course? I don't know, but it's I probably have over 10 hours of content already now done. And I'm not done. That's why you haven't been able to come <laughs> on the part. Like, look, this, this dude, not is he only making the first ever RC course. He's also got, you know, dealing with the Mayako stuff and trying to get that out and all that there. And what Lord knows what else is doing, trying to plan for the future here. That, well, that's what we was talking about. So, yeah, that's pretty impressive. I, I'm looking forward to seeing what this is. I know we ha you have some other ideas that we've been talking about in, in place. I don't know if we can talk about that right now, but it's definitely coming up to the future here. Uh, but now you can you can kind of, I can see how stressed you are, how, how this has stressed you out, and you, you, over, you underestimated how much work it would be. But, hey, man, I, I say, I, look, I, people are like, oh, Lefty, you're swinging off JQ's balls today. I'm not. I'm just being truthful. Like, if if somebody's going to get it done, it's going to be you. Like, I'm just, I'm not being a, I'm not trying to fluff you. I'm just being truthful. Like, you know what I mean? I've seen you get things done. You may do it the rough way, but you get it done. 
and that's one of your that's another one of your super talents and superpowers. So it should be good. How's the interest been? Have you have pre-orders next week, right? So have you had much interest? Yeah, in I have no idea. Uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully it sells. I that would be a nice boost. It would be a nice boost and sort of more motivation to finish it mm-hmm. if it actually starts selling. If it doesn't, then it's the opposite. So let's not. But you know, these, think about these courses that. is nothing new. Like my buddy was doing one for diving for killing lionfish. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, like online courses to 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 get you certified to kill yeah. uh, lionfish and all that type of stuff. So this, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to keep the videos to like ten to fifteen minutes each. Mm-hmm. Um, many most of them are, I would say. So uh, my YouTube videos. Many of them are similar, but they are always longer, you know, because it, it's not as, as well thought out. So this has, this packs more of a punch. The information is presented in a more com- compact way. Mm-hmm. But some of the videos, yeah, they are longer because they have to be, because I want to explain things. I want to explain the why behind things so that when people understand the reason, they'll actually do it. Like right. just last night I was filming a, engine braking video and even me i'm kind of lazy with the braking stuff right so if someone tells me for example that oh you should make sure to warm up the engine sort of before you start revving it before you start driving it so use a heat gun to warm it up and take your time you know uh let let that heat build up slowly Right, someone can tell that to me, and I'll be like, "Yeah, yeah whatever," and then I'll just do my thing. Yeah, I know but all about if, that. Yeah, but if someone actually explained to me that, by the way, with a new engine, or an engine in general, actually, not just when it's new, mm-hmm. it makes sense to heat the engine up because if you if you start the engine and you heat it up really quick, you start revving. What happens is the piston actually expands faster than the rest of the engine, than the, the sleeve, for example. And that will wear it out more than if you let the engine heat up and expand so that the piston doesn't wear out, it, you know, more than, more right. than normal, you know, it, it's do you also, see what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah, piston, yeah. if you just do it quickly, the piston expands well, when the that, rest of the engine the connecting rod bushing too. Yeah. yeah. So if you start to explain the why behind these things, then I think it sticks in people's minds better and they might actually then do that mm. you know like remember so i try to do that for all the different subjects so i try to figure out the why behind everything we do then explain the why and uh what to do and that's it so. and that's that's absolutely perfect for the for the new person as well and and old veterans like that probably because you're never too old to learn anything you know what i mean you, you don't nobody knows yeah. everything so but i uh, like I, I kind of, you know, obviously I see people messaging the JQ Racing Facebook page because I still do that, and I see the questions that they're asking. You know what I mean? And it's a lot of engine questions, and it's like it's really hard to help somebody with text. So in that sense, yeah. so yeah. hopefully this answers their questions uh, in that in that way. And and it's funny because you talk about the the engine preheating the engine. I remember remember when you back breaking in your engine, you were like, oh, you can't let it go can't let it get too hot and all that type of stuff. And you got to keep it rich and you know that. And like come to find out that was counterproductive. Like you actually do want to get it up as to heat as like preheated and get it up. This is to as the heat as possible and keep it above 200 degrees 
so that it well you don't want to heat it too much you want it to much, be but, at that, but that you don't want to be normal cold. temperature that you run it yeah but you don't want it to be cold either you know like back in the day oh just leave it on the starter box and let it be rich as rich as it can be till it break you have to get the engine up to some temperature for yeah, the yeah. break in the break in to be proper so yeah oh, but this goes to another subject we got on this week and i think we'll talk about that later uh how rc so far behind on many other things but uh yeah, yeah. Uh, Mayako, uh, we've had a lot of questions about it. It's it's June, the middle of June, almost, no, uh, 19th of June when we record this. Big day is coming for that soon too, next month sometime. 19th of June, it's the 19th of June now. Oh, 19th of August, sorry. <laughs> like, I just went back in time, <laughs> literally, yeah. like, literally yeah. back in time. Um, yeah, it's the 19th of August, people, sorry. So September next month, it's coming. I haven't seen any more pics or videos since the last one you saw me, so I have no idea what's going on with this car. But I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, that was the whole idea, really. So we had the first push and sold the prototypes. And then it's basically just been um, sharing information with the members and not publicly. That was the idea all along. So I guess the people who didn't become members maybe think that it's failed or it's gone away but it hasn't it's all the members are informed and in the loop and that's that was the whole idea uh, so are we gonna when when the cars are in these guys hands then will it become public or are you waiting until 2022 yeah when so next year when uh the cars ship that's when more information will be shared with the public also. Also, we weren't even, the public weren't even, yeah, of course the public's going to see pictures here, seeing Joseph. When people get their cars, somebody's going to put, well, I'm going to yeah, post what a I picture just said. of the car. Were you listening? I just said that when the, end of the, the cars ship, when people away, get stuck, four months away. It's next month. Are you listening? Like, what the hell's wrong with you? I could have said you said the end of the year. I just said that when people get the cars, then we'll make information public. You said next year. Do you understand? You said next year. No, I didn't yes, say did. next year. Anything. Yeah, the production version is out next year. That's when okay. the next batch of people can buy the normal car. Okay, so right? I, 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 I misunderstood what you said there. See how easy that was? Yeah. So are you excited? Okay, so this is what Max said. Max said, uh, we did a Patreon-only pod, and he said... I am not surprised. I got to see JQ. He came up. He he said, first you came up and snuck up there and did a test session. You weren't supposed to be there. Where? This last week, you got like you and Max at the track testing. Snuck right? up where? He says you were supposed to go the day after, but you snuck up because of the rain and you went to do some testing. So you and Max were testing at the same facility. And he goes, I he goes, I'm super impressed with J, with the car. He goes, because you know, he said, well, basically, you know. Obviously, he goes, all the things that Joseph and I have been talking about for years, I can see he's starting to implement it in this car and what we wanted to do and all that stuff. And he goes, Joseph is, he goes, this is, he goes, I'm impressed because of one reason. And that's because Joseph is actually faster with the car and more consistent. He's not faster than me, but he's faster with the car and more consistent. And he goes, that's exactly what I expected of the car. And he goes, he's, he's like, I just think the car is awesome. I think it's going to be great. Because obviously Max is, you know, you guys shared enough information over the last 10 years where you guys kind of think alike. So I'm getting excited too because I'm the plan is like to set up this Mayako and actually maybe go testing with you here at the end of the year or 
Well, I know I'm definitely trying to race it at DNC next year. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. We'll, t- we'll talk more about that, too. We got I had a little cl- a thing for future plans um, and whatnot. But, um, yeah, that looks good, too. And something else I wanted to ask you about, but I can't remember. Ah, I had it written on her. Let me see. Um, oh, yeah, let's talk about your race. Now, I hope this doesn't make you want to go out there and now you're like, see, I told you it's not about age. It's about commitment and priorities, and I can still be well, a champion. I still agree with that. Oh, my gosh. So I am not going to pit with you at DNC. I'm going to pit somewhere else. So when reality hits you, you don't be like, give me that look. This is the look. This is the look you gave me. That's the look. <laughs> like, and as soon as I saw that look, I was like, it's over. That was on Wednesday of DNC 2020. <laughs> I come back from running all over LA, and this is the first thing I see. Like, help, help. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, talk about your race, dude. Uh, yeah, the race was good. So the third national in Finland. So the first national I had... A couple of flame outs. I don't know what the issue was there. Second national, I got second. And now the third one, I basically had to win. Uh, so I, I did, and Max was second. So now we have a fourth national, the last race this coming Saturday, and that's going to decide the championship. So it's between me and Max. Okay. He has a first, first, second, and second. I have a first and second, and they count three. So if I win the last race, I... I'm champion. If I'm second and Max is third or worse, then I'm also champion. Really? Uh, any other situation, yeah, and he wins. Oh, go Max. So, yeah, so it's going to be really good. And that, that race, the last race, was it was a really good race because I wasn't actually the fastest. So on raw speed... I was a bit off. Like when I say a bit off, like two, three tenths a lap, something like that. It wasn't this off? Awesome? Was... No, not okay. that bad. But I was the most consistent and I knew that before the main. So I also had one less pit stop. So I figured I'm not going to make any changes. I'm not going to push more. I'm going to run a clean race, no mistakes and beat them on the pit stop. And it pretty much went that way. Like, uh, I, I was sort of in third place for a lot of the race Mm -hmm. and just a bit behind, like out of their sight, basically just doing laps, laps, laps. And then the next to last pit stop, when they, they pitted, and I pitted and you're sort of, that's when you start catching up that one pit stop. Uh, then I knew that, okay, I'm right there. I, w- I, w- I would uh, pit early then, then the, when they pit, uh, Max would come out right behind me. So I knew, okay, this is going to be the actual situation towards the end of the race after my last pit stop when he again has to pit. And that's what happened. So the last pit stop for him he went in and came out right behind me, and then we basically had to race to the finish. And at that point, I was really confident because I knew that I'm not going to make a mistake because my car is so safe and easy to drive. And I knew that he will be pushing, 
because he wants to get by. He, he uh, needs to catch up a bit. So I just, you know, kept my line and kept the same pace. Actually, I made my best laps right there mm-hmm. when he was behind me. And then he made a couple of mistakes and I pulled away enough to where I uh, was able to win the race. But it was it was fun because it was like a strategy race, right, you know? Right, right. So the pit stops, the cycle and... Uh, having to be consistent and a really close finish. But, so it was good. But the rivalry continues, and that's a good thing about having a series. But the most important thing is that you seem to be very happy with your car. So Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've been staring at that same car now, same gearboxes and a lot of the same parts for 12 years. Mm-hmm. So it's it's about time to have something new. Yeah. So when you have an, an all-new car, it, obviously it helps with motivation. And not only that, but when you are able to make a, a new car, uh, you can implement all those things that you've wanted to for a while, you know, because with the old car, you have some restrictions with how the gearboxes are, for example, and you just need to be able to right. renew everything, the chassis, the gearbox, that, that foundation of the car. And when you do that, then you can make all those changes that you've learned well, over the years. Well, um, yeah, I, 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 can we talk about like our future plans? Like, we're, we're, you know, like you're talking about getting out of Finland for, for September, October, getting on to Spain or Italy. Yeah. So this COVID, um, to be honest, obviously COVID hasn't been a good thing. I mean, a lot of people have died and got sick and companies have gone bankrupt. But if, if I just think about my personal situation and if, COVID has to happen. This was the right time for it to happen. Yeah, to get things done. You know? Not to develop because a it car, was though. right at the right. Well, no, but yes, uh, yes and no mm-hmm. at the same time. So it was. It happened right at the point where I was all. Everything was already set. I was finalizing the design of the car mm-hmm. and going into sort of starting to produce it. I was also finishing my book. And then COVID hit. So when that happened, of course, my traveling stopped. I was stuck in Finland. And that's when I was able to do all these things, but also do them much better than I would have otherwise. Mm -hmm. Because I had the time to focus. There weren't distractions. There wasn't racing. And the fact that I wasn't going somewhere to race was just normal because no one was. So got the book done, got the, the car design finished, the whole brand transition to uh, JQ Racing is no longer a car brand. Now there's a new uh, Mayako brand. Obviously, that takes some planning and and thinking, like, how do we do this? And then new web shops and websites and all of that stuff. And figuring out how to transition from me doing everything to being in a situation where where I can be a designer and there's another company handling the sales and all that stuff. So there's been so many moving parts here over the last year and a half now mm-hmm. that looking back, it's actually, I, I just don't know how I could have done it without taking this break. Mm-hmm. So now at the end of this year, I think that everything will be set. So the car will be out. The online course will be out. The book is out in multiple languages. And 
I just want to be in a position where I don't have to work so much and on so many different things anymore. Like I'm, I'm getting to the point where it's like, it's, I'm over it. It's yeah. too much. I, want, I need to. Yeah. You definitely always have too many irons in the fire and yeah, but it's, it's not trades, because, yeah, it's not because I want it that way. It's because I have felt that I have had to have it that way. And maybe now we're at the point where it sort of pays off to where I'm in, in that situation where, okay, I can work on the development of this car. I can work on my invisible speed project, which is basically just sort of uh, teaching people, helping them understand things about their cars and engines so they can enjoy racing more. And also there's sort of another side of it too, which is trying to push that industry in a better direction, you know, for better racing formats and schedules and all that stuff. So I can just do those things and not have to, not have to do all that administrative stuff and web shops and websites and uh, orders and price lists and all the other stuff that goes into running a, a brand. So for this transitional period, I still have to, you know, be involved in all of that because we're setting it up. Mm -hmm. But once it's up, that's my goal. I just want to race, develop the car, do my invisible speed thing. Yeah. And you, like, we have a tentative plan where, like, you're going to get out of Finland, obviously, to go do some testing when it snows there. And then, you know, you might come down, even even come down here for Christmas and stuff. And then the good thing about that is if you come down here and get on my nerves... Like her, the cane fields are only so far away, man. Seriously, <laughs> it's like don't piss me off when you come down her because you just disappear. I'm only joking. I can <laughs> run faster. You, you don't. You can't outrun a car. Um, or a motorbike. But uh, yeah, yeah. So the thing is that the car is out next month, mm -hmm. so September. I would say like end of September. So people build them, start running them early October, throughout October, November, December. But that's when the weather will be too bad here mm -hmm. to run. So I will basically get the car and build it, and then I'm not really going to be able to drive it. Um, so I have to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping to be able to drive to Southern Europe. I'll be fully vaccinated by then. So hopefully the restrictions won't change hopefully within europe you can still drive throughout europe as long as you're vaccinated you have a test within 48 hours on some some of the borders that's fine as long as i can get there can have a few weeks of testing uh we need to film some videos take some pictures do some of that kind of stuff and then at the end of the year then i was thinking maybe yeah fly to the Dominican Republic, uh, we could go maybe to Puerto Rico. That might testing. be, a, yeah, some testing, but also with invi invisible speed, I want to eventually do some events. So the RC camps, so that could be the first one of them also. And then actually from Dominican Republic, you, you can go to America. I mean, I guess Puerto Rico is America too. Yeah. Uh, from Europe, you can't at the moment. So a few weeks in the DR, I can probably enter America then. Yeah. And yeah, that's the sort of and then plan right it's, now. It's California life and preparing for DNC, which, which I want to, which I want to do like what we did the first time we went to DNC and we went out there like yeah, two that, weeks before. And, I'm really hoping we can do that. Yeah. Um, 
for me, I, I told you that I want to race this. So, and also like, it's like, I, I was just, I was thinking like, you know, I was like, hey, imagine if we knew what we knew now, back when we was traipsing around South America and, and America, and you know, doing the USA tours and all that stuff. You know, we was using social media, but not really to its full extent. You know what I mean? You weren't doing video, I weren't doing, you know, so yeah but it, it's kind of interesting actually i was thinking about that too like when we did that we had those rc clinics and all that mm -hmm. stuff and that was almost the beginning of figuring all of this out mm -hmm. like how like what's the information that people actually need and how should it be presented so it, so people understand it immediately and can apply it mm -hmm. you know so that was kind of the beginning and then after that you know book and now course and then repeat maybe you yeah. know so well, events again and right after covid have a, a practical so, side of it too you know I've, we've talked about this too yeah we've talked all about that that will be revealed in due time um for me personally i'm using this as a, a, a as a road back to racing you know lefty's getting back to what he likes after not giving <laughs> it up four years ago so i want like this is all new for me like i'm when it comes to like I haven't touched, I haven't done any RC wrenching like that for racing in so long. I put it be in back of me so long because I used to like all this type of stuff. So I'm looking forward to, I don't want to get that deep like I was before. I want to run one class, maybe two, maybe e-truggy um, and e-bug and, and, and nitro buggy, but definitely just nitro buggy for now. But I want to take your book, your information, and I want to like build this car from, like I want to be like I'm coming into RC like a newbie. Even though I know things, but you know what I mean. I am kind of like a newbie. Like I haven't driven in two, raced in two years. So I want to take your book and your advice, and I want and, and it'd be interesting if we go to do these test sessions and if we get to go to California to see. Like I'm the average driver, you know. I, I, I don't get enough credit. I can, I can, like I'm not dumb. I can wheel, but I'm not no, you know, I'm not no, I'm not no A main driver, anything like that. So. You know, but I can't get a car, get a car on a track. So it's going to be interesting to, to take you, this, this new car, the Mayako, and apply your knowledge to this and see if it works for me. You know what I mean? I'm like a, yeah. I'm like a guinea pig. That, one thing that I'm looking forward to the most, actually, is Degani having the new car. <laughs> that I am really looking forward to building two different cars because, you know, the Mayako has the two different front ends they're both c hub but it's like the kyosho jq hp style and no inclination c hub uh front end and then it's the c hub but pillow geometry mm -hmm. so and those are very different uh the rear end is actually the same on both but there are some differences to how you run the car how you set it up and the feeling on the track. Mm -hmm. So have both of those and have him drive both and figure out what he likes. I, I know a hundred percent he'll, he's going to like it more than the black edition, but I just want to see that sort of reaction from him when we get it good for him. Yeah. Like and imagine us being to, on Santa Barbara and be like, Hey Greg, here's one car. Here's yeah. Yeah. Other. And then, yeah, I want to, I want to see the reaction from him. And also I'm curious to see what he will prefer. Yeah. It'd be interesting. Hopefully, yeah. fingers crossed, we're going back to California. We're going to Puerto Rico, too. That'd be cool. We're going to be in DR. I live here, so that's great. Um, yeah. So that that's all good. That's just some of the things we were talking about this week. Um, and it sounds like you're excited, and, and that's good. 
because you was you've been kind of stressed lately, and yeah, I mean it's been yeah. a, it's been so much work really, and um, like I said, I I started it and I sort of underestimate both underestimated the amount of work for all of these things, mm-hmm. but also they have sort of grown while I've been doing it's just been expanding, expanding, expanding all these things, right? So yeah, yeah. it's it's but crazy. Luckily, yeah, it's gonna get I'm, done. I'm looking forward to that like that part and um getting back to races all together even though like my role would be different this time like mostly i'm going you know, like like when i go to races now it's just going to be for doing the podcast media type stuff which we was talking about earlier today too which i'm going to step up on that um so to say all of that i'm excited for 2022 i'm excited to get the new, the car in my hands i want to build it i want to show it off and I'm excited to get back racing and I want to, I want to take what you've done in these books and these, in these videos and I want to apply it like to this car and see what happens. And I want, I want you to be there when it happens. And because, you know, cause obviously I can't test her cause we don't have a track, which I'm going to work on in for 2022 anyway, getting guys anyway. Yeah. It's, it's 2022 is looking good. If we can all get to DNC and be in America for a little bit, it's going to be great. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, Joseph, you know what? This podcast is brought to us by Manscaped, and they actually sent me a, a little uh, care package here the other day. I haven't got it yet, but I think it's the new performance package 4.0. And you know what that's for? It, it has the, it's got, like, obviously a lawnmower 4.0, which I have already, so I think they're just, I just getting some blades for that, which is, you know, probably the most ergonomically safe razor for your private areas to ever shave. Trust me. I've tried to cut myself and I have failed. So, you know, it's pretty good. I'm also getting the nail clippers to keep these nails clean and, and clipped properly. And the new, the, the thing that I'm really interested about, because I suffer from this, is the air hair and near hair clipper. I have no idea why a person would grow hair in their ears, but I'm one of those people. So I get this nice, cool little thing. It's like a pencil sticking there and up my nose, and yeah, I'm good. You know what, guys? You guys can get all of this with their performance package 4.0 as well. If you go to www.manscape.com, use the promo code NO NAME in all caps, you will save 20% off your order and get free shipping. So uh, Manscape has been with us for over a year now, Joseph, which I was, I remember it was like a year ago. I was like, I think this is a scam and I'm a, they're appreciative of what we're doing. So I'm appreciative of you guys out there that are showing Manscape some love and using that promo code. I know you guys are sneaking out there and getting that Manscape stuff, not letting us know you want to keep it private. I'm going to get one sent up here to Josie because he definitely, definitely needs it. It's been two years, uh, it's been a year. He hasn't had one. So remember, Go to manscaped.com, use that promo code, save 20% off your order because showing the sponsors some love of the podcast shows the podcast some love. Joseph, we've been doing this for 43 minutes and we haven't, we haven't even gotten to the RC news, but I wanted to touch on something because I got in a little trouble last week or week before with the federations. They don't like me. Oh yeah, this could be the rant, by the way. Well, I, you asked me before we started recording if I had the rant. Okay, so let's say this. I have a rant but, for that too. I have, a, yeah, I have something this, mixed all up in this that. You talk about that. You later. mean you mean when your post about Efra and yeah. Hamilton and that stuff? Yeah, yeah, perfect. But we did this talk is going to be my that. rant. 
we did talk about this on the podcast previously, but I want to talk about what we talked about. Uh, I know what we're going to talk about in the rant. See, we're planning, like, we were going to have a rant, but we kind of planned it. So we'll save that for the rant. Um, oh, you don't know what my rant's going to be. Well, I have a rant in that rant. Okay. Counter your rant. So, okay. but with me, you know, I'm all about boat life right now, RC boat life. People might be like, one guy says, you got RC, ADHD, you bounce from, from RC to RC. Well, with the boat thing, I just want to touch on something real quick. I'm, I'm loco for RC boats right now because it's the only real thing that I can do up here right now. There's no track. I can do the crawl and stuff. But I want to go fast and I want to have fun. And my first ever uh, access or anything to RC as a kid was RC boats growing up in Bermuda. They were popular. Always wanted one. Had, one, had many in Bermuda, stuff like that. Never had electric ones. So I'm going on a mission right here. I'm trying to beat a speed run. Uh, with my Oxidine Marine uh, boats. So it's going to be interesting to see. I'm scoping out uh, water. I'm doing all this type of stuff. I'm talking to people, figuring out what ties, what batteries I need, all this type of stuff, because I'm going to, I want to try and break the record of 114 miles an hour for a RTR RC boat. So that's my goal over the next few months, and I'm doing that. And... People might ask, why RC boats? Because you know what? I need to do something. I love RC so much. I don't get to do it. and if, But I want something to do that's cool. Like, you know what I mean? I've never been into speed runs and all that type of stuff. Or anything like, I think it's cool, but I've just never been into it. So this is my, my little RC thing that I'm into right now. Uh, I was running, having fun with my boat the other day, but I broke the prop. I'm waiting for parts. I know. Hey, I always tell you, order extra parts. I didn't follow my own advice this time, and now I can't run my boat for two weeks because I have to wait for parts. We can't get things in two days here in the DR. So that's what Lefty's been up to. He's excited about that. And um, planning for the future here and looking at these races that are coming up and whatnot. So nothing much going on with me other than that and enjoying this summer with my family. So that's what's going on with Lefty. You know what, Joseph? I think we've been on about this enough. I think it's time to go on to the RC News the RC news is actually brought to you by High Tech RC and TNR Fuels this week. High Tech RC is a lead in RC systems delivering the highest performance and reliability, supported by a dedicated customer service personnel. The HSBC 9381TH servers have efficient brushless motors, titanium gears, low consumption, constant output, and a metal case. They also regenerate power back into your battery on braking. Yes, like a Tesla. In fact, the guy who put this chip in there worked for Tesla. If you want to learn more about that, go check out episode 135 of Mike Mabry. No, I'm 36, sorry. Uh, the RDX2 Pro Charger, which I'll have soon, I'll be testing that out, can charge two four-cell packs in just 45 minutes. I hope it can charge two 6S packs pretty fast, too. It also provides power for your engine heating and tire warming needs. Trust in Hitech, your server and charger headquarters. Visit hitechrcd.com, where to buy for your nearest dealer. And, of course, what would be the biggest nitro podcast, off-road podcast in the RC industry without a nitro fuel sponsor. So thank you to TNR Fuels because here at the NNRC, we are all about the glory and that glory is nitro. TNR Fuels is the hottest fuel in the market and operated by Chris Nelson and his family, made by racers for racers. In fact, Chris was just at the on-road nationals this past weekend. He had a good time there and um, did pretty good. TNR Fuels is currently available throughout the USA. I believe they're working on a distribution in Australia. They just signed Kyle McBride. For more information to 
To support this company made that is run by racists for racists, visit them at tnrfuels.com, contact Chris Nelson directly at chris at tnrfuels.com, or find them on Facebook or House of RC. Thank you to High Tech RC. Thank you to TNR Fuels for their support. Can't wait to get that charger and check it out and try it out. Joseph, I want to start off first with the RC news. Congratulations to Johnny Skidmore. He is the UK national champion. Uh, I think that's a great accomplishment. He beat a lot of fast guys to do that. Uh, there was drama. I can't believe that, to be honest. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I've been talking to his dad, and I've gotten to know his dad a little bit more. You know, I used to argue with Skidmore a lot. Yeah. Not argue, but, you know, I just didn't agree with him. And I can appreciate where he's coming from. He, he used to race and has put, you know, they race as a family and they want to, but I, for drama, I love these guys. They, they called, they, they made this, they made this series interesting with the drama last week. You know, the previous, they raced three runs right after the other. And this guy, he won three of the runs. They have one more run left, but he's won it mathematically. He's, he won three of the four runs. Oh. Did he run three? I can't remember. He's won three races. Yeah, this is his third win. So they have four more, one more race to go. He won three out of five. He beat Boots. <clears throat> Lee Martin beat him the last race. What do you think about this? Are we seeing a change of the guard here? Do you think Skidmore is beating Boots and all these guys? Is more him getting better? Or do you think it's just Boots and these guys maybe not? Boots maybe being on T-Pro, not racing over in England as much, maybe used to Italy's surface, or what do you think it is? I don't know what's going on with Boots, because he wasn't really on, like, I haven't seen the races. Well, he I don't wasn't know just on T-Pro tires either. He was using Seismic and all that stuff, what the others were using. Yeah, for results, he hasn't really been there, which is just weird. I, I don't know. Well, he hasn't won. And he's been No, but he was like a lap off. So well, I think he had some issues at one, one race, but... But yeah, I I am quite surprised that Skidmore has been so dominant over there. Really. I would say he's so. like he's like the well, obviously he's the number one rate eight scale driver in England at the moment. Yeah, but, but even like uh, Bloomfield, Bloomers did he's like not really racing much in podium. So I don't know what's going on there in the UK, to be honest. Yeah, Bloomers is racing associated. Uh, after all that kerfuffle at the third round, Lee Martin was like. DNF'd. So not a good not a good run for Nemo. You uh Nemo, I was saying Nemo racing. But nonetheless, an interesting series because it had drama. It had a, it's one more race left. But it got me excited. Like it got it that these races showed me what we could have at a professional level. You know what I mean? If we did this. So I congratulations, Johnny Skidmore. He he earned it. He deserved it. Young guys made it exciting. And, uh, yeah, we need series. We need series racing. All right, they had the Raw on Red Nats this past weekend, Joseph, and Nitro is definitely the glory for Raw because this is one of their bigger on Red races. Maybe not as big as the carpet race, but it looks like they got, let's see, um, Paul Coleman raced this, too. Paul Coleman went up there and raced uh, GT. Really? Yeah. He, uh, he must he have DNF'd. He owes me money. <sighs> I knew he was going to say that. He must have DNF because he came 11th, but the guy from Peru, Paolo Morgante, he won that class, but he's like really good at this classroom. And then Platino Power, Jose Almonte, he came second. Go Dominican Republic. He lives in America, people. Uh, he actually won this last year, and then he got DQ'd for oversized tank. <laughs> um, 
So congratulations. This is the GT class, which is growing, not as big at this race, but definitely growing around the world. Joel Johnson raced this, raced the eight scale, like the, the real fast Formula One class. Dude, Joel Johnson raced that. And I think he was, I think he started fourth in the final. That's crazy, isn't okay. it? Crazy. Um, Chris Velez won. Guess who's up here? Chris, this is a name we haven't seen for a while. Tossolini. He's he's racing oh, yeah. again. I don't know how far that's gonna go. Um but he's raised I'm not saying that's a, I'm not even touching that subject. But definitely some young kids in her. I don't I guess what I don't know much about on road racing, but definitely I try to watch some of this. But Live RC was there covering the let's put this Live RC had some had one camera and was doing a good job, right? But there was nobody calling the races. It's just like, and like I don't know who any of these people are. They didn't even have it where you could um, listen to the announcer. Like, you know, nothing. And Scotty was there. He was racing, but I guess he was there to race, not work. I don't know. <clears throat> what race was it? This is the Raw on Road National. Excuse me, everybody. <clears throat> oh, so it was a big race, too. Yeah, and I know this is Scotty's class, so he must have said, I ain't working this week. I'm just here to race. But uh, it, it kind of suffered from not having, for me, not having, uh, not being able to, I just couldn't watch it before the commentator because I didn't know who the people were. But the, that class was actually pretty big, 48 people. Joe Johnson ended up finishing yeah. ninth. Wow, 50-something years old. Going to race the on-road nationals. I think the, the European, <clears throat> I, sorry to my American friends, but I actually think that the level, <clears throat> excuse me, of eight-scale racing in Asia and Europe is probably a little bit higher than America. I could be wrong. Maybe more competition, but I could be wrong. So there's one more nationals to go, and that's the 10 scale nationals coming up in next week, I think. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, what else? All right, so let's get into some of the, the departures. So we had Tyler Hooks leaving AKA and Jessica Powson leaving AKA. Now, Hooks, I believe... Okay, is wait. Wait, 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 leaving or they were left? Well, okay, okay. Well, we know that Tyler worked for AKA. He was like the social media guy and did all that yeah. type of stuff, right? So I'm not, I, look, I, I believe his, I, I know he's going JC, right? That's where he's going. He's going to J Concepts. It's not public, but I know. I know. Not a big deal. I thought that was the only place he would go anyway. You know, that's the only place he really can go. I didn't see him go to Hot Race because they have their team. But uh, I wonder if he's going to go work for JC or he's just going to run their tires uh, and be their social media guy. I don't know. But no surprise there. I didn't see him going to work for Horizon. And as for Powson, I mean, they've been with AKA forever. They haven't really done much racing, obviously, because of COVID and stuff. But I just think people's like, this is, it's more to come. It's the trimming of the fat. It's the same thing that happened <clears throat> at Prolong. Exactly. It's trimming of fat. There, uh, you, know, you know who else might get off? I don't even know if I should say his name on her. But there's so All many right. people out there, like with Proline, there are so many people out there with Proline that were sitting on big budgets or free tires. Hey, you get. $2,000 worth of tires every three months, you know, every quarter. Guys would just order that. And they weren't even racing. So. That's the problem when yeah. you have budget. 
Yeah, that people just people, order what uh, you need. Everything. People and then, order, then order to the max of the budget. If you don't have a budget, sometimes they just order what they need. Yeah, but I mean, you have people with these or big deals and or free tires or these budgets, and they don't race as much. Tyler Hooks obviously worked and did and did a lot for AKA, so it's a little bit different. So I don't know, but yeah, I think he's definitely off to J Concepts, and I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if it's gonna work there or what. But as for Paulson, I don't know. Maybe Seismic, maybe. I mean. Uh, that's a good guess, actually. Because Nemo does say she's a Nemo drive, and I know that the distributors for Seismic. And um, does she run Adama? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. so I'm thinking yeah, she goes Seismic. Even more sense. So uh, I mean, but she doesn't. She hasn't been able to leave Sweden in two years, and not no Europeans have. So yeah, uh, I I can see kind of like you know, there's penny pinches at horizon. Like, oh, this person hasn't raced in so long. Let's, yeah, see you later. I mean, they did it to Adam Drake, like, you know? So, like, what chance does Jessica Paulson have? So, yeah, um, right, yeah. actually, we'll touch more, we'll touch a little bit more on this subject in the SCRC Don and Quiet. But uh, the next, the big shocker this week, the big shocker, <clears throat> I got a message sent to me, have you seen this? It was when Badier announced that he won't be using MX anymore. And that Maxima is stepping, not, st- I, I, well, I assume stepping away from RC. But you predicted this. You predicted this a long time ago. And. Well, I mean, it doesn't take much to Right, but that. see, people, it's funny. When you see the internet, oh, that's no problem. Ryan Mayfield will get another engine deal. Spencer Riffin get another engine deal. So let's see this effect. It affects Mayfield, Rifkin, Cav, Tebow, Battier, Jorn Newman. I'll throw him in there because that's the other guy that I know that runs these engines, right? So, here's all what I think. I think Battier goes to Ultimate. Maybe he gets a paycheck from Roger. If he's smart, he he goes to work with Roger. It seems like he's trying to start his own brand, figures out how to work the business and become, you know, get involved in the business and like that. Race for another few years till he can't race no more and then go working in the business. You know what I mean? If his product mm-hmm. or whatever. That's what, if I was Robert Betty, that's what I'd be focused on. Sticking with Ultimate, Model X, getting with Roger, learning that business. He'll be all right. Tebow, he'll be fine. He can go block or Ultimate too. You know what I mean? Because he has the Ultimate oils, all that type of stuff. So he can go there. He also was yeah. selling engines for MX. He was the only person I knew that was selling engines. So I think Tebow will be fine. Betty will be fine. They won't get the money that they were getting from MX. This is the issue. MX or Maxima paid a good chunk of salary, contingency, and travel for these guys, you know? So it wasn't yeah, just one company insane. paying these guys. Cav will be fine. He'll he'll run OS on the horizon. He probably won't get a check from him. He'll just get contingency. You know what I mean? I'm sure he'll get paid. The, the conundrum is... I just don't see these people getting paid as much as Oh, no, no, Maxima they're going to take a pay. price cut. They're going to take a pay cut. But here's the thing. Who can even Brian Mayfield, Spencer Rifkin, both are going to demand. Well, Brian Mayfield can demand the biggest paycheck because he's he's right now he's the best driver in the world. You know what I mean? And it's Ryan Mayfield. He's not going to get the best paycheck because people can't afford him. Not like a MX paycheck. You know what I mean? The guys be like, oh, he'll just run Adam Drake's tire we uh engines. I was like, getting a deal for engine or a free engine isn't a big deal for these guys. It's getting money from that person if that engine is the deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, who can afford Rivkin and Mayfield? That is the great conundrum. 
And is this part of the collapse of the business model that the RC industry has adapted in the last 10 years? Is this? I hope so. It's definitely one of the pillars collapsing because here we have. Yeah, but this is just one of like Maxima is a massive chemicals company, oil company in Thailand, right? Yes. They even have their own harbor. Really? <laughs> Can you imagine? So <laughs> Thailand has been under lockdown due to COVID now for a long time. I'm sure that uh, their business has taken a big hit, less exports, less domestic use uh, because of all the lock lockdowns and stuff. So yeah, probably it's just a case where like, look, let's stop wasting all this money for fun <laughs> you know like if the company is losing money then why why keep um spending money on unnecessary stuff like he was spending literally hundreds of thousands of dollars a year yeah to that's send crazy guys to for nothing like just yeah, for fun like, yeah because when you have a big company and you make a lot of money then why not like it doesn't matter but when your company starts losing money because of covid then yeah, probably you don't want to keep doing that. That's my guess why that happened. Well, I mean, you, you've spoken to the owner of Maxima. He, the older, he's an older man. He likes RC, but you also said that his son and all that aren't into it. So No, not really. This was so inevitable. I think that it's, yeah, it's his, it, yeah, it was inevitable. Like when once he sort of retires completely, he's already really old, then I think it would have just ended. Yeah, so... so so, yeah, it was always going to happen. Now so, it just, I guess, COVID made it happen a bit sooner. So people, to the, to the, to the argument, people say, well, we couldn't even get their fuel or engines here in, in, in America. So it doesn't mean nothing to us, which is true, but it means something in the pro ranks. You know what I mean? So, like, these guys, like, I, I don't know how much, but I would, I'm going to say an estimate. Uh, between 1000 and $2,000 a month probably for Mayfield, probably up close to $2,000 a month from MX. I, pro I could be wrong, but I'm thinking that's how, I think he probably got the most because he won the most, <laughs> but maybe not. Yeah, I, I don't see, I don't see them getting any, that kind of money from anyone. Yeah. I mean, there's only, there's only uh, OS who doesn't really want to sponsor and pay or people. Or need to spend okay. it. Or need to. Yeah, or need to. And then there's all those brands that OS makes engines for. But they don't really either. Have their the sales money. aren't that big. They don't. The margins aren't that good. It doesn't make sense to pay someone a lot. And then you have Reds and you have FX and Pico, Orion. What else is there? <coughs> Alpha. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Like Alpha. SH. Alpha. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I don't see Mayfield going back to Reds. So this brings up the conundrum: Where does he go? Because Maybe Ninja with Mugen? Yeah, Ninja, Flashpoint. Maybe yeah. they'll try to do something like that and yeah. try to sell more of those. Maybe. But like people say, like, oh, you could just run Adam Drake. No, Adam Drake cannot pay Mayfield to run his engines and control. Yeah, all those. I mean, if Mugen could. I mean, he could run the engines, know. but he would have to get. A, the, who would pay him? You know what I mean? Drake isn't breaking in that much engines to pay him. It's going to be interesting. <laughs> but. um. I doubt Drake is running that business. It's all Mugen USA or Earth no, Direct. And no, I believe he's running it, like right in his house. 
I think it's got a couple of those even breaking in them, but I don't, yeah, yeah, the breaking, but all the other stuff, I, I doubt it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know this, but let's. I mean, let's look at other companies that depend on like millionaire dollars from out, like like Sworks. Uh, well, Sworks isn't quite the same, but oh, I they are into co- RC. You know him and I'm. I'm pretty sure there's some investment going on there also from the real car business. I. I mean the way they grew the company and all, everything that it's. I doubt that it's just done on selling S works no. in Europe. Let's put yeah. it that way. I don't think, and because I don't think they're selling them at full, full retail anyway. So yeah, um, it, it's gonna be interesting. And when you when you build your house out of sticks, eventually it's gonna get blown on. It's simple as that. When you well, build it's a- not really even sticks. It's not that like okay, S works is a bit different. It's not in the same conversation. It's okay. like Maxima and Infinity are like that. Okay. So Maxima and uh, Infinity are in a in a way sort of vanity projects but i don't really mean it in a bad way right. like it's a sort of passion project maybe is a better word for it so infinity and maxima are not based on business sense sort of okay let's start a business and uh invest this money and then make this money and this is the, our legit business plan of a successful business you know it's not like that. Mm-hmm. They ca- went into this for different reasons. We have a shit ton of money. What should we do? This looks like fun. Hey, let's do this. You know, it's very different. I wish I was in that situation one I day. I wish you found somebody that in that awesome. situation too. That would be but awesome. that, if the, but, the thing is, I always say to you, oh, why, on all these travels and millionaires you've met, you never found anyone to really invest. Like, you know, right. I always said that to you because you, I said, you need me. You know, you need me to go out and party yeah. with these guys and get you signed up, <laughs> right? You have another yeah. word for that, but I'm not going to say that. Um, but anyway, but, so now Maxima is done, and the same will happen to Infinity at some point. You now, think so? You Infinity, think their passion isn't yeah, that big? Yeah, for sure. No, it doesn't last forever. So with Infinity, it's a bit different, though, because they actually made all the cars, and they are selling them, and it's like it is a business. It's just that the expenses are through the roof. Right, ridiculous. They have, they have world so, championships. Yeah. Yeah, what can happen with something like Infinity is like, okay, it's a great brand. You have all the products and maybe Horizon buys it. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's not at the point where it would just disappear. Like, they have a lot of good stuff going for them. But what would end is 25 team drivers all getting paid thousands of dollars a month. Mm -hmm. That's going to end. Like, that is not sustainable. That's that's the part. 25 team drivers making $5,000 a month. uh, I don't know how many thousands, but thousands anyway. I tell let's you, put it that way. I tell well you paid. what. I tell you what, man. I think we're moving closer and closer to seeing a top driver without a ride soon. I think. Yeah. I, I, I think we're going to see that very soon. Like, yeah, I think so. I think we're going to see a top driver. Maybe not a, when I say a top driver. I mean a top 10, top 15 driver. Somebody that's getting paid. Somebody that's been established in this, this industry for a while without a job. I think we're going to come see that and be like, hey, I got to go work in the real world or whatever. You know? I think that's coming. Like, very soon. So, I think there's, I think you're going to see a lot of drivers also. Maybe not this season, because it depends whose contracts are up this silly season. But I think it, 
it's going to become harder to do it full time when you aren't the, one of the winning guys. Right, and what, and then also, which they should be doing anyway. These companies should be demanding more of these drivers, anyway. You know what I mean? They should be doing stuff like this, like, and and social media, and and uh, some of them are, but some of them ain't. So all these guys who are doing well, you know, since you brought that up, yeah, finish what you were gonna so, say. So the guys who are embracing that, like a Rivkin and uh, a Tebow, they bring that added value with their name. And guys who shun social media. Obviously not Ryan Mayfield because he's just, he just wins. But like a Cav, Cav is not that big on social. You know what I mean? Like people's, people's like, yeah, yeah, good racer. But like, what else do you bring? So, you know, that's that's going to have to start. And that goes into an, another subject. We're going to talk about her later. But it's uh, it's interesting times. Interesting times. Because MX filled a big void for these group of racers for many years. You know? Yeah. Many, many years. Yeah, so when you said that the drivers should do more, <laughs> I'm actually uh, I'm I'm actually helping that situation. Okay. So one of the things with the Invisible Speed course is that we're gonna ha- we're gonna start selling them next week, and then the people who pre-order before the 20th of September, we're gonna have a five-week run-through of the course, like a guided, structured follow-through. So go through the course together with them. And for the first week, it's just me. But the other four weeks, I'm going to have guests. That's, I heard that. That's awesome. Uh, and I'm going to reveal those guests uh, later on. But it's like high-level pro drivers, world champions, European champions and such, right? So that's funny because obviously I have to pay them. So I'm paying them to do customer service in a way. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But not even for uh, Yeah, they can promote their own brands and yeah. all that stuff too. No problem, but it's just funny. Like, it's yeah, crazy. but those are the kind of things that yeah. team driver should do anyway. So, I agree. The MX thing has way more implications than than anything we can think about. Um, just it it it's big news. Like, I, I I just don't think people gather how much money this guy paid out to these guys every mo- every year. You know what I mean? And how much of their like travel budget? Three hundred thousand dollars or something. Yeah, and how much of their travel budget was was kind of uh, mixed up in this? You know what I mean? So these companies gonna come out. Got to, J Concepts gonna pay pay some more. They wanna keep Rifkin in. <laughs> you know, Rifkin Rifkin was gonna be one of the guests, but his sponsor said no. Uh, he didn't confirm, but I know it's J Concepts. Jason Rana has something against me or his wife. I don't they think Rona does. To... I know his wife don't like you, but Rona, Rona. Yeah, maybe that's it. But it, it was just funny. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, you run for J Concepts. I, I think I, I think Rona actually likes you to the point because he sees a lot of himself in you, except for this yeah, savage part. I mean, he's probably savage in private, but you know, uh, you just have no filter. It's interesting times. Interesting times in RC, Josie. Interesting times. Um, but as for the general RC public, it doesn't really matter because, I mean, I didn't see these engines that much. Like when you saw MX engines, like, oh, man, that guy's got money, you know, because these things are expensive. That guy paid $700 for an engine. So, or roughly. So, yeah, what I mean, it is what it is. Um, more will follow. More will follow. All right, we're going to finish up this news. Upcoming races, we got Wicked Weekend this weekend. Track looks great. Salty Joe's there. He's excited. He's happy. Uh, the walkers up there. Good luck to all the JQ guys there. Have fun. I, I was actually thinking about going to this, but tickets were just insanely expensive, like 
$1,500. I don't know why. So no Wicked Weekend. Tra uh, Quebec. We have actually three big East Coast race. Quebec Classic is on this weekend. Uh, they're, they're getting rain. So I'm happy to see like those guys racing. Then you have the Mugen Challenge at LCRC this weekend. Drake's going to be there, so he's not going to be at Wicked Weekend. I don't think we're going to see a whole bunch of pros at Wicked Weekend. I think because the 10-scale Nationals is next weekend, I believe. So this will be a great race. Like Tyler Jones and the Techno guys are there, so and Tebow is going there, but it's going to be a great race for maybe one of these younger races like a Pavitas um, or a Jackson Bronson or one of these guys to get a really, really good result at this race. <clears throat> and it will look good for him. So good luck to everybody at Wicked Weekend, the Quebec Classic Mutant Challenge. If I miss you guys' race, I'm sorry, but this is the ones that I have on my notes. So uh, good luck to everybody. Be safe and have fun. Yeah. Wicked Weekend is one race I definitely want to go to. Me too. Because it's, uh, it's covered, but the walls are open, so it's not completely indoors. And then the track looks like it always gets rough and, and difficult for the mains. And it just looks like the kind of surface I would really enjoy. Well, I looked at the track. It's, it's, uh, it's pretty good to have uh, like a long whoop section, like a typical Bobby Moore whoop section. It's, yeah, it, and the layouts look have yeah. looked good also yeah. in, in the last few years. And then they, they have uh, Southern Nats coming up, which is one of our favorite races. And then AMS is their last race. So it's good. It's good. Good stuff. Um, Joseph, I think that's all I have with news. It's time to go on to some Beach RC questions. I have questions that people asked like three weeks ago that they wanted to ask you specifically. So, you know what? I think we're going to go on to the Beach RC Bench Racing Q&A. What do you think, Joseph? Okay. All righty then. Here we go. BeachRC.com, the racer's one-stop online hobby shop. Choose from all the popular brands and variety in stock with super fast shipping and great customer service. BeachRC.com still has the local hobby shop feel with all the benefits of the internet. BeachRC.com is the exclusive distributor for Ultimate Racing, JQ Racing, Pro Circuit Racing Tires, Nitro Lux Fuels, and Assault RC Performance Products. So, fill up your cart and check out at BeachRC.com today. And thank you, BeachRC, for all your support. Uh, Brent has taken the big uh, RV. He's up to Wicked Weekend. They're actually sponsoring the party at Wicked Weekend. He had, like, a shopping cart full of beer, like Coors Light, but I told him it wasn't enough. So he went and got two shopping carts full. So them guys are going to have a good time there. Thank you to their, for their support. It's a brick-and-mortar hobby shop. If you wish to support the podcast, you can. There's an affiliate link in the written description. You can use that. That helps us out. Helps Beach out. Thank you. I appreciate it. Helps the podcast. All right, Joseph. So we got a good bit of questions uh, to talk about, to ask this week. So let me find them, and we can go from there. We have, like, multiple questions. We don't have that many questions, but we have a, one question with multiple questions. Okay, so Jimmy DePrez has been asking me, about your new springs, were they dual rate or progressive? Well, I mean, they are sort of dual rate, but because it's one spring, they there's there's always a sort of a transition point there. So, do you see what I mean? Like dual rate is like if you have two separate springs, yes. soft one and the harder one. Okay, these are made that way, but there's a bit of a progression there after that, as as the 
softer part is beginning to be compressed. So, yeah. It's, a, it's one spring that's made as if it's a dual-rate spring. But the transition between the two is Are you is using smooth. them currently on your car? Did you use them at that race? Uh, I did, but at the race, I used them only in the rear. Uh, or did I switch them out during? I would have to check. But the thing is that they work really well front and rear on loose tracks. And then if you have higher grip, then you use normal ones in the front. Uh, and these still in the rear. But then if you have a situation where you have sort of long sweeping corners that are high grip, then normal springs are better. So the times when you want to use this is on a very low track or a track with inconsistent grip where you are, you are struggling, where you're losing the rear end, for example, due to low grip sections. So that's when you would want to use these. And then on higher grip, normal springs tend to be a bit better. Okay. He asked so. that question quite a while ago. Um, yeah. Now, there was another question. Where is the 10-scale four-wheel drive shootout video? Well, you got caught up making the course. So. Yeah, I have all the material for that. So once the course is done and out and the Mayako car is out, then I'll, I'll make it. Like, I'll keep making YouTube videos. It's just that... I'll have to wait until all of this is done and then right. I can get back into that. So that's one of the first ones that I'll make then when I continue them. Okay. With the Mayako testing going so well, anything you would update on the BE Average Joe setup? Just uh, progressive springs. So that's definitely something worth trying. So the medium ones on the rear would be a good starting point or... Uh, medium front and rear or hard front medium rear so I, I would try those first definitely okay so uh if you design a truggy will it exploit all the rules that don't exist yet or will it fall in line with the existing models just to have yeah, this so, yeah go ahead yeah there's a big problem actually with the truggy rules uh no comment on why i checked them but there's actually no rule for the size of a truggy. I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Like, there was no maximum wheelbase or maximum width. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but I checked the rules. I couldn't see it, so... You could be right. So, I mean, that's ridiculous because then you could just make a much bigger truggy than the other ones right now. I'm sure there has and to be. We, we have so much power. Like, I don't understand how yeah. that's possible. I think you could probably even still run like a 28 engine and all that stuff in them too. Yeah, so <laughs> so it's it's ridiculous. Like, they should at least have the maximum dimensions and then basically everyone would just You know, man, there will be maximum dimensions if you ever build one. <laughs> and you build well, it too big. Well, that's the problem. So, if, yeah, that, exactly. So, yeah. But don't worry. There's going to be a truggy. And an e-truggy. Not, not going to be a body like that, definitely. There's it's going to be going a body like that. Don't you truck, worry. Truck body. No, no. We'll just I'll get, never make You will never like make that. somebody else, Bill. Man, yeah, but I think, it won't be a Mayako. I think if Mayako makes a, a truggy, it's probably going to be even more anticipated than a buggy. Like a truggy designed no. by you. The truggy. I don't think so. Truggy 
Truggy specialist that you are, e-buggy Truggy specialist, <laughs> all that passion for that, all wrapped up in that. Yeah, there are actually some things on the Truggy you can do differently to the buggy. No one has, no one does, but because the wheels are bigger, you can. So I would definitely do that. Okay. All right. So we have a question from Nathan Genda. What would an active rear? What would an active rear steering setup do on dirt, or is it just pointless? I think it's pointless because we have so much travel and bumps and stuff. So, yeah, I don't see it being a good thing. The reason they do it in on-road is for the cornering so they can have more corner speed. But, I mean, those tracks are smooth and consistent grip, so I just don't see it being a benefit in off-road. Benjamin James, is there a class that isn't run anymore but would like to see try it again? What would you pick? Um, Slash. I want to see Slash be great again. I, I would like to see Gas Truck. I so would too. What I would actually like a lot. I, I, you know what? If this happened, I think it would also help the hobby a lot. So imagine if we went back to having 10th scale outdoor off-road tracks and 8th scale outdoor off-road tracks as separate things. And gas truck would run on the 10th scale off-road track. So it would be electric 10th scale or nitro gas truck. And they would run together on that smaller 10th scale track. And then 8th uh, scale would be like now. That would be cool. I mean, I they could do it indoor too. Nah, indoor sucks with nitro. But I think that would be really cool. And it would also be a sort of nice transition. Like you race 10 scale or you race gas truck or you move to 8 scale. You know, it would that would be something. I would like to see gas truck come back uh, with the Ignite RC design conversions. Like, so you're getting up-to-date performance with the, you know, obviously like a T6 or the low C base. So you're getting 2021 performance. But a gas truck, you know what I mean? So it isn't like a gas truck that, you know, used to break when you used to hit, when you used to think about hitting something. So he's doing a pretty good yeah. job of that. Um, he's actually, he's made some great kits. I think Slash hasn't gone anywhere, but I would like to see Slash be bigger. Why? Because that means more new people are getting into it. So, but gas truck, and even though Slash hasn't gone, I'd like to see it come back fully. And, um... Of course, I would love to see the glory get back to its superior Gloria days. But we need more people than that. Uh, I don't know how to say this guy's name. Latem, Latem Gen, Jams. How is the RC racing course coming along? Uh, we answered that in the early of the podcast. Austin Schaefer, when should you go to a colder or hotter glow plug? Come on, engine guru. Well... To keep it simple, you can run an OSP3 always. That's, that's, that's what you do. Dude, that's what you yeah, do. No, seriously, I'm being serious. You never need to change. The only time that there could be a benefit of running a P4, in my opinion, is if it's very hot and if, you are, if your engine is running hot and if you have issues with your engine running on. So... The tune is fine, but it's sort of it. It's acting like it's lean, especially at the end of straights and stuff, or maybe in the air. 
it, it doesn't want to drop down to idle. You know, in those situations, if you run a colder plug, a P4, then the engine will tune better, actually. And it won't, it will stop doing that. So really hot weather, maybe a P4. But the reason why you can always run a P3 is that it's strong enough, it, it doesn't really fail uh, when you change them for races and stuff. And the likelihood of you flaming out if your tune is a bit wrong or a bit rich or in a pit stop or after a pit stop is smaller. So it's a safety thing also. Maybe the P4 would be better on track. Uh, maybe the performance on track would be slightly better, but the risk for a flame out in a, during the pit stop or after would be slightly bigger. Okay. So I pretty much always run P3. <laughs> All right. Curtis Wall, what's up, Curtis? Congratulations to Hayden. He uh, came third with his JQ e-buggy up there in BC. Curtis is in the full-scale drift world and tuna sports car uh, world up there in British Columbia. Great guy. He just says, meep, 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 meep. Yeah, I agree with him 100%. You're speaking Beaker's language right there. He said, JQ is an asshole. Meep, 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 meep. Anyway, Chris Boyder, Gator Man, he wants to know, what do you do in your downtime between qualifying heats? What is it like your routine? Also, does he do you routinely do you routinely check anything specific or just things you you felt while driving? And he goes, I asked the same question, but for the main, do you go over the whole car and check the bearings and screws, or do you just adjust what you feel the car needs? How much? And he says, how much time do you spend socializing at a race? You actually don't spend much time socializing at a race. You do once you've gotten over that point that you suck. <laughs> or you've, you're doing good. And you're like, hey, I'm so happy. Let's drink beer. Uh, so what do you this do? This is actually something that's uh, in the course also. There are some case studies about this thing. But between hits, it's small changes trying to figure out the right adjustments to make to in the past it was usually to make the car easier to drive so i could go faster but now with the mayako actually it's to make the car faster because it is easy to drive you know that's a, a clear switch that has happened so I guess it can depend on the situation, you know, either you need to make the car easier or you need to make it faster. So recently with the Mayako, it's mainly about making the car faster because it generally is easy. So I try to think of the right changes to make, you know, maybe a slight adjustment to camber or Ackerman or anti-squat or maybe the diffs or shock oil, or maybe I want to try a different piston for different feel, shock position, anti-roll bar, these kind of things, you know? And often when you have more experience, then you learn that one change isn't enough in a racing situation. When you are learning to adjust the car, you should do one change at a time so you know what it does. But in a race, you have to think a few steps ahead. So you have to think of combinations. Okay, I'm going to go to uh, CVD in the rear instead of the universal, that's going to make the car softer, but I'm going to stand up my rear shock to compensate for that. And then I'm also going to add one degree of anti-squat. And then, you know, do you see what I mean? Like you are 
making a few different changes that uh, complement each other. So you come, you end up with a different combination. That's something you have to do at races. So that's what I think about between the heats and then try stuff. And before the main, I think much less rebuilding than most or many other people. I would I agree actually, to that. If it's a bigger race, I like to do the, the sort of rebuilding phase, which for me is like check the clutch, change clutch bell bearings, change your air filter, um, just go over that engine, everything's clean, maybe even redo the diffs. So all that's done. And then you run the last qualifier. Right, because so then that in. like the shake, yeah, it's like the shakedown, even though it's a qualifier and it's important, the final is more important. So it's a shakedown for that. So then my car is like quite fresh for the final. And then I focus on getting tires ready, um, just cleaning the car, checking stuff and hinge pins, but not really taking it all apart, putting it back together. I don't need to do that. Like that's done before the race and the car can easily handle the whole race. So prepare well before the race, make sure your car is good, fresh, everything's working and then minimize the amount you need to actually disassemble and put together at the race because that's when things can go wrong. You could easily forget something. Uh, yeah, not, not even just forget, but you could have a faulty part or yeah. something like something can just go wrong that you would catch if you had a normal sort of shakedown, which you can't have in a race. Yeah. Uh, how much time do you spend socializing? I don't know. I don't time myself. Well, I'm going to tell you, it's either he doesn't socialize when he's like in this look. And he's got that. I'm so lost. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm still going to try. Look, there's no socializing. There's not even any words from him. In fact, hide all rope and sharp objects from him because suicide watch is in effect. But once he figures out like, hey, I'm just over it and I'm not going to be any better. So he drinking beer and then he socializes or he's doing well. And he's happy and he's smiling and he's doing and he's drinking beer anyway. And that's actually when you're at your best, to be honest. When you're like that, that's when you drive your best, in my opinion. But uh, when, I'm, when I'm drinking beer, I drive my best. When you're happy, when you're all sad and drinking beer and trying to draw on your sorrows, you're not. So, anyway. I think that's the same for everyone. Yeah, I think too. Uh, Chris Trudeau, can I... Can I get Joseph's insight on a wet versus dry car Astro setup? I think this is more 10 scale. There is eight scale on, I mean, eight scale on Astro too. Yeah, but I think this is for but 10 I scale. Don't, I never do, so I don't know. I don't know, to be honest. Okay, how about, okay, because Max didn't know either. So. I, I would guess, my guess would be that wet Astro is loose, so or looser at least, so... When you have wet Astro, you probably run closer to a normal dirt setup. So you have something extreme for Astro that you like, and then when it's wet, you probably move more towards a normal setup. I'm not but sure. About I don't run on Astro. You would have to. You would have to ask Aiden and those guys how they do it. They run ten scale in in England on all weather. Uh, ben Bertle. how do I get vacation time to attend races? I have race envy of all these folks racing when I'm working. Well, you can't race if you ain't working. So, I don't know, man. Um, when I worked, I just used to plan my vacation, you know, and try to get RC vacation in. 
because that's what was important to me. I know it's not hard, but you can't race RC cars if you if you work. So I would say uh, figure out a way to get a plan your vacation and use that. That's how most people do it. Or a lot of these guys probably work for themselves too. So or maybe they work with people that are in the industry and they understand that they they let them go to do this. I don't know. It could be a lot of things, but don't like don't let would you let work stop you from enjoying your life? Because you, you we all need to work, but you need to enjoy life too. So figure it out, man. Figure out how you can. Um, That's why you have to get work you enjoy. Yeah, that too. That's but not not everybody key can key to that. everything. Yes, but maybe not everybody can do that. If somebody has to shovel shit at some point. I'm not saying that this guy shovel shit. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Um, I would get with a group of people that want to go to these races and maybe you can cut costs on fuel and accommodation by all like carpooling or, or going up together. It's a lot of ways. There's a lot of people go to these races cheap. We go to these races as cheap as possible. Trust me. It isn't no, no fancy rental cars and fancy, um, hotels and stuff like that in fact when we do it the jq style it's the jankiest like it's two stars and up man if it's got two stars and up and some of the reviews are good we're gonna stay there so just got a group of people man it can be done you just gotta plan it and plan your vacation i don't know how your job is but plan your vacation got a couple of instagram questions jonathan homer he actually i don't understand this question too much he goes why don't big brand names not support smaller countries in RC terms and help us make RC more affordable and create new markets. We are willing to put our time in energy and money. If these companies assist us for spirits and cars. Well, I know this guy. Yeah. Actually. He's from Sri Lanka. Yeah. yeah. yeah he did Lanka. speak with me. The thing is that JQ racing would have, but I guess JQ racing wasn't big, big enough. And, uh, fancy yeah, enough for you, them, right? So they you... try with horizon or TLR. That's the thing. Like no, horizon they aren't going to give a shit. No, you know, you have to go with some some someone smaller that would care. You know, but if if you don't do that, then like, don't complain. <laughs> it's like, but how um, could you do it? Like, how could you make it RC cheap? Of Sri Lanka and India, I guess he's trying to cater to people that maybe can't afford to race. Well, below. Well, in countries like that, it's a rich man's hobby. Oh, it's the same That's here. It's no different here. It's it's no different yeah. here. The racing side, but of it's things. just like when you sell seven cars to a country like that, it's like a big company isn't going to isn't going to jump make for any that. effort. Yeah, but a JQ small Racing would. would. Why not? Yeah, yeah. J- JQ Racing sold it's, like it's like some cars in South America. We did a whole tour. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Because we wanted to promote RC, promote our brand. So I think that's the answer. Don't go to the mainstream brands because. You go to a brand that they aren't gonna care. Yeah, go to a brand that you care about and that actually cares about you. I think that's the answer. I couldn't figure out what he meant by that, but this like they're not gonna make their cars cheaper. You know what I mean? They're not like it, I don't know. Like, and then you got to do with customs and duty and getting all that stuff. You've done more stuff over in Asia, so you would know more. Uh, okay, as an engineer. As an engineer for Joseph, what is the most difficult part to get right when designing a car? Can he speak to the challenges with the JQ car versus the Mayako? What does he start out with first? Chassis, suspension, layout. Um, I mean, the, uh, the hardest part when designing a car is to make it all work together. 
So figuring out all the, like, just think of it this way. Everything on the car could be in a different location. It could be one millimeter in a different location or five millimeters in a different location. Or it could be half a mil different. So how do you decide on where exactly to place everything? That's the hardest thing because there's not one correct answer. It's not like, okay, now I actually placed everything in the right place. There is no right place. If you place one thing in one place, then it's going to require other things on the car to be in a certain position or certain area, right? So it's this combination you have to understand and and achieve. And that's something that 99% of designers in RC don't understand and don't do. Really? Yeah, literally. Like it's just through iteration, we have this car that kind of works and then everyone just copies that. Mm. But there's not much understanding that goes on beyond that. Like Billy Easton gets it. Uh, there was this guy, Dino Dan, who used to, Dan, his, Dan his son, he was at TLR and then associated. He gets it, although I think, I don't think he has really been able to design a car like he wants to because he works for those companies. Uh, but he's out of RC now. Maybe there's someone in on-road who understands stuff, but I think that's pretty much it. You know, it's because it's really hard. We don't have data acquisition. What we have is we have a driver that feels something, and you can see some things from video, and then you can analyze some things in CAD. But the link between reality and theory, that's what the only way to really understand that is to be a good driver yourself and understand the theory. That's the only way in RC. Mm. So that's where you, and, that's yeah, where you so if are good at. Because you're a decent driver. You're a good driver and you understand theory. Exactly. You have to be able to feel what the car is doing. To have that connection, you have to be a good driver. Like I can ride a dirt bike, but I cannot feel every pebble on the track, you know, like I don't know right. because I'm not good enough, but a really good rider could tell those small nuances of what's happening with the bike. Right. He's so in tune. It's the same with RC. You aren't actually physically touching the car. You aren't in the car, but you can feel it when you are good enough. You, you know exactly what to do and how to adjust to make it do the right thing. You have to be good enough to get to that level so that you can accurately understand what's happening to, on the, to the car, right? And then you also have to understand the theory. And when you combine that, then you, un then you know what's going on. That's why Billy Easton is good, because he is world champion driver, and he's also studied engineering and learned that theory. Mm -hmm. So he combines that. Same with me. I'm able to combine that. That's, so when you have a designer that's not a good driver, they can never understand truly. And what makes it even harder for them is that they have team drivers who are so good that they just adapt. And they don't really necessarily always, they aren't always able to explain exactly mm, what, I see what, what you mean. Uh, they think is happening. You know, So there's always that thing that gets lost in translation also, no matter how well the driver explains it. It's different when it's not yourself doing it. So, yeah, so 
that is the hardest thing really so combining theory and reality and figuring out what the best direction is to take the design to make it so that the car can perform uh, better than now sweet you that was a really thought out and great answer joseph you are capable of doing that instead of one word i mean that was actually that made sense I've never heard you talk like that, so it made it made a lot of sense to me. Uh, Jim Knopp, he wants to know when we'll get an underhood from under the hood from the Mayako. We talked about that earlier. My boy Hyperfox two point one. I like this guy's name. If JQ is weaker, then Max is Elmo. When is the next viewing of the Mayako car? I'm very interested, but can't pull trigger without seeing the nudes. Please send the nudes. Uh, I think next month, maybe late next month, you'll see some nudes, dude. Yeah. All right, I think Joseph. So. I, that's all our questions. You had some great questions this week. You had some great answers too, Joseph. Very, very well done. If I could clap for well, you. thank you. I can't clap. That's all I can clap. So. Very good. Good job. Um, thank you, everybody, for sending the questions. Thank you to BTRC for supporting it. Remember, everybody, if you can hit that affiliate link in the written description, it really helps us out. It's time to go on to the Sun City RC Raceway Down and Quiet. Sun City RC Raceway, the home of El Paso's world-famous motocross-inspired eight-scale off-road track. The Showers family has over 20 years' experience creating one of the premier tracks in the USA. Their world-class facility has everything in handicap accessibility, prevent skate starts, space for parking RVs, trailers, and lights for night racing. Follow SCRC on Facebook under Sun City RC Raceway for updates, upcoming races, or host your own race. And thank you to Sun City RC Raceway. It was Joey Shaw's birthday here recently. Happy birthday to him. Actually, happy birthday to a few people. Happy birthday to, oh, I forgot who his birthday was. <laughs> There's a lot of people's birthdays in these last few weeks, including mine. Uh, if you guys are interested in checking out the Sun City RC Raceway facility in, in El Paso, check them out. They have the U.S. Open coming up here soon. Uh, Tim Lyons race. I think there's going to be 5K on the line. There's going to be a well-attended race. Check them out on Facebook. Send them some love. Thank you for the support, SCRC. Joseph, so my, my question is pretty simple this week. My thought of the dawn and quiet. Is Horizon Hobby good for RC racing? Yeah. I agree with you. <laughs> okay, rant, I mean, question over. But let's explain, <laughs> because you know, Everybody's like, oh, corporate, big bad, Horizon, blah, 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 gobbling up all these companies, ProLine, a.k.a. Because what I'm hearing is that ProLine is going to be the basher line and a.k.a. is going to be racer line. I don't know how. That's what I heard. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I heard. So to say all of that, like, you know, I get it. People don't like that big corporation, Amazon, all that type of stuff. You know, sending you a freaking cease and desist. Like, that's all petty bullshit. Um like you know like that, that was is, huh that was funny I yeah have, you know I need that, to like, like worrying about you and what you say is dumb um the, the some of the things they do to hobby shops where you have to have a minimum order and all that type of stuff and raising their prices that's i don't like that that's all corporate right i don't like that part but max and i talked about this if you really look at it they are doing some really good things 
And if they really want to get racing in the limelight and get more people into racing, Horizon Hobbies can do it like that. So maybe it's okay. Maybe the question, I didn't think about the question enough. So Horizon Hobby is good for RC, but are they good for RC racing? I said RC racing. Yeah. So maybe I would rephrase my answer. So Horizon Hobby is good for RC, but they aren't especially good for RC racing. Well, since the last time you saw them. Now, I have to, I actually got to go to the Nationals, and we hadn't seen, we haven't, we haven't been to a race since, 20, since DNC 2020, and they had a big team 2020, right? Big. Yeah, remember, but, rem, no, no, hold on. Remember when we first went to DNC in 2018? We couldn't even really mm-hmm. find any TLR guys. Just fend. You know, it wasn't that many. It was like, TLR's done. It's over with. You know, because, you know, we was recent until last year we was talking about how TLR was out of RC, out of racing. But if you would have like, if yeah. you if you watch on Facebook, how many people run in TLR? I know this comes on to the giving out like a lot of good deals, probably probably that whole Horizon deal where you get everything off at Horizon. That's attractive. Now they got Proline. Now they got AKA. All that type of stuff. I've seen, and I put this to people and admit it, but I'll say it's Thomas Tran has done a. I know you and Thomas may not agree on everything, but I think he's done a good job of getting TLR back into racing and becoming a... They went from, we ain't sure if TLR is going to be around, to they are a dominant... They are back again being a dominant force in the racing scene of RC. You know, we're getting AE versus TLR battles. We have TLR using their influence in different races you know what i mean little things like that like they are dead serious about this and that is a great thing you just have well when i got to the, the, no but when i went to the nationals and saw the team and saw the people and all that stuff they have like they are back to where they were once were you know what i mean i think you're wrong i, so, I think i think you haven't seen so, maybe not in no, europe you can't Maybe not in Europe, no, but in America. If what Horizon has like their team and that, you can compare that to S-Works or JQ Racing or any other brand, right? Horizon is the biggest RC company in the world, probably, yes, right? Yes, I agree. They, so they should do a lot more. Like, I agree. They taking, I agree with that too. They are taking RC seriously. They could look how much just we have done, like two idiots, podcasts and pushing rcgp and yeah but you know uh, what they're doing the we've done with jakey racing and all that stuff right yeah That's but you know like what they're doing we racing we want to push racing right so but what they're doing the fact that they, wait the fact that they sponsor drivers and have some tents at a race that is not something awesome i think that they could do so much more if they actually cared about racing more and pushed it more do you see what i mean like the fact that they pay Cavalieri and uh, have some sponsored drivers and do the bare minimum that everyone else does. Okay, fine. But like, what's so special about that? Okay. You're right. You're absolutely right. But it's, it's Max and I talked about this. They have the, I think they care about racing again, but what they're doing is with like with the guy, Brian Nunez, he's in charge of licensing. So they're doing a lot of crossover of the bashing stuff with full-scale stuff. You know what I mean? So they're, they're like dipping their toe into that. They're dipping their toe. They're doing but it. What does that have to do with the race? Because like they're getting, listen, can I just say like this is getting exposure of RC, 
alongside full scale stuff like tr trophy trucks, all that type of stuff. Yeah, Eventually, I told you they are good for RC, but not especially I, for racing. I what know, does that have to do with racing? They can do the same thing for racing. They can. Yeah, they but can they, do that. They aren't. But they, you don't know. They probably are planning to do that. Like just like we thought. That How they, do you know that? They've existed forever. The, the trajectory that they're good. They went. They went from completely out of RC, like not even not, not out of RC racing, but not just having fend and not and and not really being a factor for a, a year or two, to being back to a full dominant thing where they're taking RC racing seriously. They so, they bought they bought Losi what thirty years ago. Yes, but. <laughs> 20 years ago. So now they have ProLine. Like, like, I just don't think they're the big bad wolf like everybody says they're going to do. They're going to... I'm not saying the big bad I think, wolf. I'm I, saying... I think I think getting all these people, like we talked about earlier, who are sitting on these big budgets for tires and not racing, trimming that fat is always good because that then can make uh, things better for people that really need those discounts or in general bringing tire prices down because you ain't giving out as much deals. It's not going to affect tire prices. It should because they're expensive. I know it's not. It's not enough people. But that type of stuff, I like to see. I don't have an issue with people getting deals. I have an issue with people who sit on big deals and they'll do nothing with them. Does that make sense? But they have the potential to do Max and I both believe that they have the potential to do big things. It's a matter if they want to do it. I'm hoping with the crossover with real full-scale racing type of stuff, I'm hoping that they can get our racing there too with these people. They have the potential to do that. So as and like Horizons got a lot of stuff that people can use not out of RC racing. So they do good good things for RC, but they can do much more. They are definitely the company that can do much more because they have the funds. Like imagine if they joined RCGP and stuff like that. How great it would be, you know, like all this type of stuff. It's so I don't think they're the big bad wolf that everybody thinks they are. Oh yes, they do some things like probably run some hobby shops out of business because they demand to have a, you know, a, a minimum and all that type of stuff. But that's business. These people getting kicked off the team or let go or not having their budget, that's all business. It happens around the world. It's like, it, they're just going to keep gobbling up businesses, like, you know, of these businesses to do the, the, I think, I think Horizon's going to buy every, I swear, I think Horizon's going to buy Associated Next. I guarantee you, or something like that. Well, I doubt it. I thought it too. Maybe but some, they're going to buy another car brand. They can just gob up these car brands and and still have things. I don't know how it will work. But I don't think they're as bad. They can be, but they could do so much good if they want to for racing. They're doing a lot of good things for RC, like you said, but they need to do the same thing for racing. What would you like to see them do for racing besides send you a cease and desist? I would like to see them join and wholeheartedly support RCGP. I knew you were going to say I that. would like, yeah, but it, it's obvious. I would like for them to, through all the connections they have, also work on, for example, getting an RCGP at a major full-scale event mm -hmm. because that's something they could do, and it could be a TLR-sponsored thing, and it could they could have their own uh, ready-to-run stuff and all that. Uh, there for people to try and buy and all that stuff. So it could be a really good thing for uh, them. But the key thing is that you need that combination of, look, here we have an international field of the world's best drivers. We have a round of RCGP. So all Ronde Falk, Ongaro, uh, Robert Batje, Mayfield, all these world-class drivers, right? 
there's a story behind it, there's a social media presence, there's all this comes together for the racing side. So people are introduced to the idea that, oh, they race these things. And then they also have their entry-level stuff that they are selling there, so you can get immediate sales. It's, it pushes both things, mm-hmm. professional racing and the hobby side also. Yeah, I that agree. That tie-in, they need to get that. I, that's what I was trying to, to point, that's what I was trying that. to get at, like with my point, you said it just better. They have the potential to make RC racing bigger and better. Yes, but this is what I've complained about so much with everyone being so selfish and only thinking about themselves. Like, oh, we're not going to do this because it also helps someone else. Well, yeah, you can have your Horizon Fest in some field somewhere in Michigan. That's fine. But it's a bit different to have a world champion level event somewhere at Anaheim 1 Supercross in the pits Mm -hmm. or something like that. Like, RCGP can't pull that off. Uh, Horizon could maybe pull something like that off, but it wouldn't be as cool as if it was an actual RCGP with all the best drivers there and all that stuff. Do you see what I mean? Like when you combine your forces, you can do something way, way cooler. Mm -hmm. Uh, but when you try to do everything on your own, it's, it's whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that's my issue. Excuse me. Um, it, that's, it's actually the same in full full scale racing too. Full scale, like um, any brand that you like, Honda. Honda doesn't uh, do their own shit only. They do their own shit together in a bigger uh, together with a bigger entity. They they race in a world championship series. They promote their uh, all the stuff they make. Uh, at Supercross, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a thing that we need to learn to accept and understand in RC that when we spend money to promote our brand, we need to not only do it in a way where we eliminate everyone else and so that we can be 100% sure that it only benefits us. We have to work together a bit more. It's just like that media thing. Like everyone in every other sport is pretty much doing their own media, but they aren't doing that just amongst themselves. They are doing that within something bigger. Do you see what I mean? Like yes. um, in Formula One or in uh, motocross or in any form of racing, they, they now have these, let's use motocross and supercross because I know that really well. KTM has this KTM diaries made by Red Bull, this video series. And then they have follow the bullet or behind the bullet, it's called, about Jeffrey Hurling. So it's about his personal racing. And they have all these different video series and coverage and all that. That's great. But that's not the only thing they do. They also take part in the racing series and sponsor the racing series, and they're a part of that. In RC, the way we think is that we only do our own thing and we aren't part of anything else. So imagine if KTM would not be a part of the World Championship, not be a part of AMA Supercross, and only do those videos on the side. It wouldn't be the same, would it? You need both. That's what we need in RC also. We need to recognize this. We need both. We need the big thing, and then we do our own thing within that big thing. And yes, that will help everybody. But so what? A rising tide raises all the ships. Why do we? everyone want to be the only one? A rising tide raises all the ships, people. Yeah. I, I agree with you, man. Um, I just don't think 
you know, like they're as bad as everybody makes them out to be. Yes, they've done some crappy things, but like they're not going anywhere. So we got to figure out a way to work with them in it. You know what I mean? And and that way, ORC can benefit. So when they do some dumb shit, you call it out, but they can do a lot of great stuff for RC too and RC racing. And hopefully they do it. I hope they listen to this. Thomas Tran, let's go. Get cracking. Whip them. Whip Horizon into shape. Let's let's start promoting RC racing a little bit more like they promote uh promote the Losi Motorsports stuff. So good stuff. I know. What does the audience think? I know a lot of the audience dislikes Horizon. But I mean, it's kind of like Amazon. It's not going anywhere. It's gonna be there. So we have to learn how to use it, utilize it, and, and make and make the best of it. So let us know what you think. Send me a message. Send us an email uh, or comment on the bottom of this. I think that's it for the SCRC uh, Sun City RC Raceway Don and Quiet, Joseph. I'm going to go on and interview to the interview with Tony Newland of Clinic RC. Then we'll, we'll get you back for this rant that you have. All right? Oh, yeah. All righty then. Techno RC. Techno RC. Techno RC is a premium manufacturer specializing in 8th and 10th scale high performance off-road RC buggies and trucks. Visit www.technorc.com for a complete catalog of their products. Techno RC. Excellence in engineering. Hashtag Techno Takeover. You know, I love to have old school guys on her, and this gentleman I and I have known each other since the starting grid days, S-grid days. I know we bring that up a lot, but truly, you guys don't understand how iconic it was back in the day to have the S-grid, so we bring it up. But I'd like to welcome, he, he's part of the Attitude Era as well. Um, I used to run his wheels and whatnot back in the day because he used to sell them. Uh, at, at, it was Advantage Racing back then. I'd yeah. like to... Welcome, Mr. Tony Newland. He's now been doing clinic, which I only realized that it was called clinic the other day when I was talking to you. <laughs> You've recently got back into eight-scale racing, so we got talking some more. And I, you, you got your shameless plug of Kyosha in the back there, and that just aggravates me, but it's all right. It's all right. Hey, it is what it is, man. Hey, we got, we got started up with eight-scale this year, so... Yeah, figured I'd run Kyosho a little bit. Yeah, think it, real quick, how is the Kyosho working for you? You've had a couple of races on it. It's pretty good. Uh, I uh, ran at a track that's notoriously like super low grip and dust, like powdery dust. And it was awesome. I mean, for for one race under my belt, a couple days uh, practice and tuning, and made the A main, finished fourth or fifth. I think okay. fourth, or, fourth or fifth. I was like three tenths of a second behind the next guy in front of me, and I mean it was good. It was good. And, and you headed off to Wyoming this weekend to the Cheyenne Classic. Where are you located, dude? I don't even know that. I'm in, I'm just outside Salt Lake in Utah. Okay, so you're in Utah. Um, yeah. I I I always have to ask. How did you get started in this crazy thing we called RC racing? Oh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so I got started just bashing in my driveway. I think that's probably 
pretty common for the early 90s. I think probably about 90 or 91, I, I bought a Futaba FX10 from the local hobby shop and uh, build it up and just blasted it around the house and the driveway and stuff. I and, vaguely uh, remember that car. Yeah, I vaguely remember that car. <laughs> um, when yeah, did it, it start cool. getting serious for you, though? Like, when did you find out that, hey, guys, race this? And what was it like? You was in Utah back then as well, right? Yeah, yeah, I've always been here. Um, I didn't even know there was racing when, you, when I got the car, you know. Uh, it was probably a couple of years later or something. Uh, a hobby shop built an outdoor track next to their building. Um, and I, I couldn't even drive. I wasn't even old enough to have a driver's license. So I would throw everything in my backpack and ride my bike over there. And up by a couple of my buddies, we would run around the track all day long, just smoke everything that we had, tires, motors, everything. And, and that's pretty much where it started. Just primitive racing. Was um, you still running the Fataba car at this time or what did you get? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it survived long enough to make a couple of those races, <laughs> but, uh, I was the yeah. RC scene in Utah. Then once you went to that first race, obviously you probably got hooked and started learning a little bit more about the scene. How was it back then in the early nineties? Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, that track didn't have a lot of official races. Mm-hmm. It was kind of basher track. So I think a little while later, I, I found out about uh, Intermountain RC Raceway, and they, I think they started in 80, 88, I think, right around 88, so I went to that track, which is a legit indoor track, it was uh, built out of an old grocery store, and I couldn't believe it, like, I was like, whoa, really? this is the legit, like, their timing and everybody's got numbers on their cars and there's pits. It was a whole new, like this was indoor, right? Yeah. It's indoor. Yeah. So that was like the RC 10 days and JRX two. Um, and then it was just, yeah, you're, you're done. You got the needle in your arm. So pretty much ever since then I've done something with RC with the exception of a few years that I took off completely. But So was it all 10 scale for those those years? Because 8 scale was still kind of in its infancy, not infancy, but just not as popular. Yeah, it was all 10 scale. So 10 scale electric stuff. Um, and then the, the first nitro stuff that I saw was gas truck in the same track. Mm. Um, they were rebuilding the track one weekend and I needed a part for one of my cars. So I, I drove down to the track on a Sunday, which they're usually closed, but they were rebuilding the track. So I knew I could get in and get my part. And I go walking in the front door and I hear this gas truck. I didn't know what it was at the time, but I walked in and I just went right to the track and, and one of the owners was driving a gas truck around the track. And it was like another, you know, mm-hmm. moment. We were like, what is this? You know? So yeah, that's, gas truck yeah you remember your first gas truck what did you get uh it was a gtx a low c gtx yeah man so you caught that right at the like when it was pop getting popular too or really popular 
Yeah, well, I, I had seen the gas truck conversions. So you would have like a, a 10T, associated 10T or something, and then you'd buy this Duratrax conversion and put it on there, and then you could run a gas truck. And it was they were such garbage. I mean, it was like chain drive and all this stuff. Like that thing was not going to last more than 10 minutes. But when they first came out with the legit kits like mm. the gt and the gtx you know oh man it went it went crazy yeah it blew up quick you know what it's like gas truck has gone a complete 360 it went from starting at three with conversion kits you know like a group of guys to get mm -hmm. one of them with conversion kits they, they got popular they have production kits and now like ignite is doing all their conversion kits and they're getting pretty popular i don't okay i don't think we'll see Gas truck, nowhere near as popular as it used to be. It will be a a niche class at some races, but the car, the trucks are good, man. They're supposed to be good. Both the low C and the the associated conversions are supposed to be really good. So yeah, it's pretty yeah, crazy. Chad, Chad's done a good job. They look awesome. Oh, I, yeah. I wish I could have one. He's he's coming to the Cheyenne race, and I was like scrambling to try to find the gas truck, you know, because it it's awesome. That's like the OG class I know. back then. You know, um, we we would have races around here. We'd have 50, 60, 80 trucks, and it was, like, just, I mean, it was the Worlds every weekend, you know, our own little Worlds. So it was cool. We had good competition. It was Who a lot of some fun. of the fast guys back then in Utah that probably we wouldn't heard about? Uh, we, have, we have a few national champions. So uh, Rob Gillespie Sr., he's a heard stock. that name before. Yep. Yeah, he's stock. Uh, 12 scale uh, national champ. That's Robbie's dad, by the way. So, uh, and then we've also had the stock nationals here a few times and another local Cliff Nicholson. He's won stock buggy or stock four wheel or something back, back in those days. Um, so we have, we have some good competition around here for sure. Um, our track's always been pretty unique that it's always had pretty high grip for dirt. Um, Kinwald even coined it the best dirt on earth, basically. So, um, yeah, we have we have some pretty good competition. Um, Robbie Gillespie, he's done well at Reedy Race, won the Open class a few times, um, lots of podiums. So we got we you. Got you're quite no slouch either, man. You're not putting yourself in that one. You was pretty good yeah. during the Attitude Era of things. Yeah, the nitro years were pretty good. I was I was all in, so I was really committed and working on cars, maintaining. I had good engine deals and things, and 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 you know the the nitro side of it. There's a lot more working components, so everything's got to come together for it to work. But yeah, I did pretty well for a little while. We did some pro series, that was you fun. Know, year long series yeah. and. You know, I've made the B main at nationals before, and I mean, there's there's been a few. Did you do the RC Pro Series back when Carlton had it? Carlton, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Man. Yeah, we were doing the West Coast, so we would go through Washington, California, Oregon. And okay, that. yeah, I did the East Coast one, so I went to uh, just to Lance's the East Coast at Lance Menorah's track, and then I got to do the finals that year. Man, Carlton worked his ass off doing that. Now that yeah. I think about it. Um, it was definitely ahead of his time. It's just, it was only, it, you can only do so much by yourself. So, yeah, yeah, he was, he was definitely just going at it 24 seven for sure. All right, let's talk. So you're racing gas truck. When do you start getting out of Utah and traveling? Is it during these gas truck days? 
Yeah, yeah. I so I would race around here and do pretty well. Um, I, I made it a big point to learn everything I could about the car and the engine and the tuning and all that sort of thing. Um, so I did pretty well around here, and then I would go to club races and nobody would be there. And I'm like, where's everybody at? You know, oh, they went to so-and-so and race to race, you know. And I'm like, I didn't even hear about it. Like, there's a big race, you know. So uh, I started this is long before the Internet, obviously. Right. So uh, then I started doing the local big races. And that's, you know, I mean, 100 entries or something. And, uh, yeah, that was that was different because then you're going to a different track. you got to have different tires. Like, there's more learning and 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 that involved with it. So, uh, yeah, that was, do you remember your first big race that you attended like outside of Utah? Oh yeah. The very first silver state in oh, Vegas. Really? Mm -hmm. Which track was, uh, was that at the, um, junkyard or whatever? I never saw that track. No, this was before the junkyard. Um, Saxton actually put it on. His mom owned a motocross track where Las Vegas motor speedway is right now. Really? Uh, so yeah, they, they decided to put on this race and took a chunk of the motocross track turned into an RC track. And dude, this was the biggest, I think it's still the biggest track I've ever seen in my life. It was like TQ was like six laps or five laps or something. No way. It was like over a minute lap times. Um, and I couldn't believe it. Like I, I didn't even know what I, was doing i couldn't even see my car on the other side of the track you know i mean and then the pits were way off on the other side of the track like there was no pit lane right below you so you had your pit guy i don't know two three hundred feet away it's like there's no communication like it's it was it was a cluster but, i remember tracks being like that too where you didn't have the pit lane like right underneath the track right underneath the, the rostrum yeah yeah like, That was a thing. Like, I remember at Lance's track at his house, he had it, like, over to your left, and you had to sh literally shout to your guys over there or whatever. They would shout to you, send somebody over. Yeah, things have definitely changed. We, yeah, whoever came yeah. up with the idea to put the pit lane underneath the driver's stand, kudos to them. They they, yeah. they figured out something <laughs> big there. They probably got tired of everybody yelling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so where did you finish at that race? What did you race? Just gas shot? Oh, jeez. Yeah, that's all I ran. I, I was running the GTX at that race, and... And the GTX was a pile. It, it would never finish. Dude, that thing would break parts every single time you put it on the track. I don't even know where I finished. It was like probably G main, H main, triple Z main. It was. You don't have those it, anymore. Oh, no. Not anymore. That was. That was. That, tra that race was really crazy. That was something to see. You know, it was like basically going from running hot wheels in your front room to a nascar race it was so different you gotcha. know uh so yeah i was not prepared for that by any means <laughs> but you enjoyed it because you stuck around um you, oh yeah and then um, i would assume that eight scale nitro came soon after that what was your first exposure to that uh eight scale there was a few guys locally that ran eight scale and i mean like probably four guys uh Back then, the cars and the engine, the whole setup was so expensive. I mean, it's still expensive now, but it just seemed like it was more expensive back then. I don't 
think, I mean, I wasn't making. And the quality wasn't that good back then. You know what I mean? Like no. it was still very delicate. Engine tuning was, was difficult. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You had to be, you had to be a hobbyist to yeah. keep everything going. And yeah, the cars weren't very good at all. They were breaking all the time. So it was a frustrating thing, but I, I mean, I watched those guys run eight scale or try to run eight scale locally. And it just seemed like, you know, whoever kept it running one, that was, that was the biggest hurdle. Um, and then I think the first big race that I saw eight scale run legit was the Norca Nats in Missouri. Um, we flew out to that race. Uh, I think that was probably, oh, 98 or so. And that was another eye opener, you know, a national event. Like everybody was fast. There was like everybody's stuff ran good and fast. It was like, whoa, now you got to be on your game. This isn't just finishing. This is, this is racing now, you know? So, um, yeah, I think that was the race that the MBX4 was released. Um, or what? just the MBX. I can't remember which one it I was. I think it was uh, the MBX4 because they had the super athlete before that. Yeah, I had a super athlete. Same thing, like the GTX. That thing never finished. It race. was the engine on the other side, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the tank was on the back on yeah. the other side. <laughs> I just want yeah. one just to have one on the shelf. Uh, yeah, it was a cool car. Yeah. Just wasn't very good yeah to be fair but, the mbx4 was better it handled better but it still had its issues too i mean we're talking about right. times where we didn't even like servers were hard like good servers were hard to get so yep. we're talking about like, this is like the beginning of eight scale nitro uh we didn't have none of the stuff that we probably have now there's no there's no there's no engine warmers there's no break-in yep. services none of this stuff going on you know this is like you said a tinkerer's obvious class at this time oh yeah 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 servos were garbage you know you were you were buying new servos constantly um even receiver packs yeah. something stupid as a receiver pack we were running like 1400 so you were barely making like 45 minutes i mean you were the thing was dying the things all turning like you know it i forgot about it, that <laughs> Oh, yeah. That new radio batteries, too, because we yeah. were using NICADs and the radios. They were dying. Everything oh, was dying. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was fun to live through all those years and watch how it started. And then, as everything, it, it evolves, you know. Um, it, was, it was pretty interesting to see a lot of that, though. When, when did you take the plunge? What was your first eight-scale car? The Super Athlete. Okay. So yeah. you kind of ended there with a... Like, not very popular car, I would say, at that time. Maybe the Kyosha was more popular at yeah, that time. for sure. And then, like, the MBX4. So, you did this Mugen Super Athlete. How long did that last? Oh, I probably had that car for a year. Um, it just, like, the, there, the this part of the evolution. But the whole bulkhead was also the arm mounts on that car. Mm. So, if you wadded it up, cartwheeled, the thing would just shred parts and fly off of it. So... Yeah, that thing was really bad. The MX4, like you said, was the first really good, like, okay, it's strong and it can finish races. Now let's work on going fast. It mm -hmm. seemed like nobody was going fast before. It was just survival, you know. But like you said, Kyosho pretty much owned all the eight-scale stuff. They, 
they had the best car. They had the best distribution with tower back in the day. You know, I mean, everybody had a tower catalog. So I think they pretty much owned a lot of the market. Um, but uh, did you get a Toyota after that or did you stick with Mugen? I, I think I, let me think what I did. I never had a Kyosho back then. The first Kyosho I ever had was a 7.5. Um, so that would have been probably what? In the oh, 2000s. Oh, 3, 04, yeah. 05, something like that, yeah. Um, I had the Super Athlete. I think the next car I got, I don't think I raced 8 scale for a little bit because I was like, I can't even finish. Um, uh, I think the next one I got was the Thunder Tiger. The Richard the one? The EB4, yeah. Oh, so you went from, like, another car that didn't work to another car that didn't work. Oh, the EB4 was money, dude. But not with the tunnel chassis. No, 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 no. Way before. Okay, okay. That's the S3. uh, That's the S3. The EB4 original uh, was was years before the S3. Okay. Uh, The first first Richard car, basically, when Regan and Richard were going all over. Uh, racing real big back then. Um, the original EB4. Yeah. So this one didn't have the shocks between the arms. No. Okay, so that's the no. one that came out like an o o four o five. I want to say. Yeah. O4. Yeah. We're we're at least five years before that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're on the thun- Okay. So Thunder Tiger was a viable option because it was like Thunder Tiger, Mugen, and uh, Kyosho, and then you could get an Offner, but the Offners were. There was no Hyper 7 or nothing. There was just like this yeah. LTXs yeah. and those cars that yeah. fell apart. So that was a decent car, actually. Yeah. And then you'd see like uh, the Laro. Mm-hmm. There was there was the Laro. I think Chronos, once in a while, a Chrono would pop up somewhere. Um, there was a few of the European brands that were pretty cool, yeah. too. Remember the Bergenzoni? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bobby Moore used to run that. Bobby. Cheeseburger zone is what we call. Yeah, I used to have the fifth scale on road versions of the uh, those cars. Oh man, but you yeah. got you got right into eight scale when it uh, kind of took off, especially in America. Um, I think it was probably always big in Europe, but it kind of just kicked it kicked in over in in America with in like I said, you're part of the attitude era with Degani, Saxton, Quartz. This is the guys that I grew up watching racing. And being on the S grid and whatnot. And I remember you being a part of that. Uh, and then you came up with Advantage mm-hmm. and the wheels and all that stuff. So how did that all come about? Where did that come from? Oh, So I think it started originally just with some small things like air filters. Uh, I was bringing in the Craddock brake discs. Yeah, I forgot about them. Wow. They were like, um, wow, you just jogged some memories. What were they? They were just fiberglass or what were they? Yeah, they were fiberglass. Okay. Yeah. Um, those were good hop-ups because all the cars, like the brakes sucked. And, you know, it was it was in the, in the evolution. So, and then I was doing air filters. Uh, I did some stuff with Chris Moore at Mugen with, with the air filters and that. He was having them made and, and getting them to me. Um, and that's when I was racing for Mugen. Uh, it started out with small stuff like that. And then uh, when GRP had the spoked wheels, I really liked them. Like the dish just seemed boring to me. Like everybody had a ditch wheel. And the spoked wheels just, I just liked them. They just looked cool for me, you know. So, and then GRP 
uh, something changed and the stuff wasn't available anymore. So I was like, geez, how do I, how do I make a wheel? Like, I, I didn't even know, you know, I'm just learning everything as I go at that point. So I researched, figured it out, talked to a bunch of uh, mold shops and just decided like, I want to make spoke wheels. I, I want them myself. Mm-hmm. And if other people do, that's great. That'll help fund this thing. So I spent a whole bunch of money and got a mold made and had them made right here in town. So really? I didn't realize that they were made uh, in town. Yeah. I used yeah, to they're... run them because I remember oh, the price point was pretty good for them. And yeah. I like to spoke tires too, spoke wheels too. So. Yeah. Yeah. They just look cool. I mean, you know, that was, that was, it was cool back then. So yeah, they were made just, you know, 30 minutes from, from a shop. So. But that took off for you because Advantage got pretty, a decent size. I remember it was around for a long time. A lot of people were running your, your wheels. I can't, like I said, I can't remember everything that you, you guys made, but I definitely remember the wheels. Didn't you do firms as well at some point? Yeah, so it started with wheels, and those were were going well. We were selling those to other brands that they could OEM too. So, like uh, Racer's Edge was selling them under Racer's Edge brand. Panther was selling them under their brand. So we had quite a few OEM deals that was nice. Um, And then I wanted to get into some tires and stuff. Um, So I... I researched and I talked to a bunch of people around the world, basically. And we got some tires from DLD in France and ran and tested those for a while. And they were actually really good. So I decided I was going to uh, give the tires a go. And so I brought in the DLD tires from, from France. <clears throat> and then back then we were running the insert the inserts were called a pre-skin polyurethane um and it was it was just in the beginning of those molded inserts proline was having a lot of problems with them and it seemed like grp was the only ones that really nailed the foam so with some help of a couple other industry uh people i got hooked up with the gandini brothers and then I had them make my inserts. So I was bringing in the tires from France and the inserts from Italy. And then the wheels were made here and we would sell them, you know, separate or we would glue, you know, it was, there was all kinds of stuff going on back then. Did you, did you have to glue them up yourself? We, we glued them by hand. Yeah. Any special techniques you learned back then? Oh man, no, we had some jigs like kind of like what they have now, yeah. the, the little clamping jig, you know, um, that helped, but it was, it was made manual for the most part, you know. How many tires would you glue in one sitting, dude? Thousands. Yeah. That's we would have, I would, I would have several people and we would just do runs of them and, you know, just, just glue. <laughs> Wow, I didn't realize you was that, get that big thousands. Where is Racer's Edge? Whatever happened to them? Did they just go away? Uh, they're still around. Uh, the brand has changed quite a bit over the years. Um, actually worked for Racer's Edge and HRP back in back in the days where we were making 
the Pro Series aluminum parts. Um, they actually were on Degani's Kyosho when he won the world. So, like the the hop up shock towers and chassis braces and all that sort of thing. Um, I uh, like I worked the Fiorini for, stuff, but it was yeah yeah, yeah similar races edge stuff. Now I remember it. Yeah, similar stuff. Yeah, Pro Series. So yeah, we made them for the Kyoshos and Mugens and popular cars. You know, um, so. It, it went from a racing brand originally, and then it kind of changed into like a sport brand, like batteries and chargers and stuff. And then that's kind of faded away. Um, I still I still do some work with HRP, um, and I think they're in the process of reviving the brand now and make it a little bit a little bit more standalone separate from hrp and build the brand back up basically okay. so, so so you're doing advantage you're, you're now you're bringing in tires firms you're you're trap i'm sure i'm sure you're probably going to all these big races you're rubbing shoulders with you know you're, you're a manufacturer yeah so how long did that go on for uh about seven or eight years okay. um and then Towards the end of me owning Advantage, uh, Roar had changed the rules on wheels, buggy wheels. So we were running a bit smaller wheel back then. Uh, so the, the wheel was a little smaller and the tire was a little bit bigger. And I think it was either Losi or Hot Bodies uh, included a bigger wheel in their kits it was i don't know five millimeters bigger or something and people really liked the bigger wheel it stretched the tire and almost make the tire a little bit smaller so i think it sharpened up a little bit of the handling on the cars so <clears throat> there was a a period where it was like are these wheels legal because they're actually bigger than the roar rules but a lot of people were running them and there was debates back and forth. And I think at a national or something, they finally decided, okay, these, these wheels are, are legal. And everybody at that race ran the bigger wheels. Um, so it was clear we were gonna have to make a bigger wheel. So basically reinvest in a whole new mold um, or not. So I had, a, I had to think about it for a long time. Do I wanna reinvest? Because a mold is, a ton of money um or what you know so i decided at that point that i was going to sell everything turnkey so i didn't end up reinvesting or making another wheel mold or anything so yeah i just sold the business turnkey still operates today so that's a good really good thing mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's, very, very, stuff. it's very small yeah uh actually uh john martin from carolina's rc Yes, he bought it. He bought everything at one point. Yeah, he was doing. He was he was like the East Coast Walmart there yeah. for a while. For sure. I remember um, that. So, yeah. Quick question: So now in today's times with dished wheels and all that type of stuff, do you think we'll see spokes make a comeback, or is it just now that with these dished wheels and what we're doing with cars, what these drivers are able to do with cars in the air, air now does it make a difference? Do you think? I, I don't know how much handling difference could be quantified. I mean, there, there's, there's 
15 or 20 rock stars on the planet and the rest of us we race because it's fun we enjoy it you know and so when we talk about little differences and things like that somebody could claim they could feel a difference who knows right (laughs) i mean it's like somebody who's been racing for six months telling me that a pillable car doesn't fit them i'm like you haven't been racing long enough to know what's the difference like you know oh i'm i've done race for 20 plus years i'm still figuring this stuff out you know and like it's just so i don't know i mean is is there a difference you know is 10 grams difference between a heavy tire and a light tire going to make any difference who knows you know i can see the the bigger tire making a difference just for the sidewall and on today's tracks you would would definitely and by that time yeah yeah, back then it wasn't that big of a deal because the tracks were still loamy and, you know, I mean, we were running crime fighters and big tires, you know, and now it's all high bite, high bite, high bite. Everybody wants high bite, you know. So, yeah, it's a huge difference now for sure. Who, but Who was one of the top drivers you had signed on for Advantage back in the day? Uh, so I, I had quite a few um, young guys. So back then they were young. Um, the first... God, I'm trying to remember which which one was first. But I had three main drivers back then. Uh, Cody King. So I was Cody King's first sponsor, I believe, ever. Uh, I had Michael Sharwin. So he was uh, he was young, hot shoe coming up Fast. in California. Oh, yeah. yeah his, he, dad, he, his dad was eccentric as can be. Yeah, Ray Dog. <laughs> remember the, um, I have satellite satellite photos of somebody tinker with my needles before the race remember that i think it was at a dirt or something and it was still at hammett yeah there was somebody yeah touched his needles while his car was in the pits yeah yeah there was there was a lot of competition back then even for club races it was it was you know win or die basically because everybody wanted that spotlight you know so it was it was pretty intense um, and then I sponsored Taylor Peterson when he was younger too. Okay. So, oh. so that was kind of like my main kids. They were kids back then, you know, they were 16, 14, 15, 16. And they were all fast. Well, Charmin and, um, Peterson were on a whole dip on a good level. Charmin was really good at one point. Yeah. Um, I actually was talking to him a few years ago. He was thinking about making a comeback, but yeah, I think he forgot about that. Um, yeah, he's he's busy doing life stuff, you know. I mean, I don't blame to, him. Yeah, I mean to 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 get back into this, you know, it's uh, especially eight scale because it's so like you got to have a good pit guy, you got to have everything's got to happen, you know. So it's a commitment. It's it's time for sure. Yeah. So you got to really think about if if you're in or you're out because there's no halfway really, you know. So there was no big hey, here's the here's the Vantage credit card. Let's go have a night out if we, on the Vantage credit card type of vibe. They were all young; they couldn't party anyway. They couldn't, but their dads would. Ah, <laughs> got to keep them happy. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have got some wild story. That was definitely right. wild back then. We were pretty notorious for the party crew, the Advantage crew. Yeah. Oh, yeah? yeah. If everybody was under our tent, it, it was, yeah. When the races were over, throw everything in the trailer and go hit town. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We'd go partying with Joey and, I mean, just a lot of everybody back then because yeah. we were all the same age. So we were in it for a good time, too, you know. Um, 
I could never even do that now. I would die. <laughs> I know. It happens when you get old. You'd be, oh. you, you wouldn't even be able to drink that Red Bull in the morning. You'd be like, I can't oh. do nothing like that. It, it hurts so bad now. I just, I can't even do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so after you saw an advantage, you kind of took a hiatus from RC or eight scale at least. Um, what happened? I No, I did see you get involved. You got involved like pro, uh, pro speed, couple of, a couple of like, no, I wouldn't, not no name, but smaller company brand of cars. I did see you go through some, yeah. like some phases with that, not phases, but trying to get those cars working. The pro speed yeah. was the one I remember the most. Yeah. They're not known brands. They're yeah. small brands. Uh, and a lot of them are like, a a brand from an owner of a factory. So if a factory makes, you know, a handful of cars for other people, I mean, let's just, let's just use a name. Like if a, a factory makes like a Chevy car and a Ford car and a Chrysler car, sometimes the owner wants to make his own car, you know? So that was the case on the pro speed. Um, that was basically the owner wanting to make his own car and play with it and, and see if it would go anywhere, you know? Um, and uh, that car was actually, I mean, that car is really good. It still has some things on it that nobody is caught on to that's, well, that are really good. The only car that I've seen to do what it did, which was the, the rear of the chassis was raised up, like, you know, at an yep. angle, is kicked up, is Agama. Yeah, yeah, Agama did that, yep. yeah. But uh, the, the thing with the Pro Speed is you could get the dips in and out so quick. It was literally four screws. Really? Yeah, four screws, the dips in your hand. So, and we could change the diff height separate from the chassis way back. What was that like 10 years ago? <laughs> yeah. And nobody's done that yet or have they? No. Uh, I might know who's I don't doing know one. an eight scale. I don't know in an eight scale. I, I know someone that's doing it in an eight scale. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it it's not be. easy, but it's, it's, yeah, it can be done. Like, I yeah, mean, this... it's not an easy, you think it's easy to do, but when you have to stand up to the rigors of eight scale, it's not that easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, the thing that made it easy on the pro speed was we enclosed the diff in a housing, kind of like a Revo, like a Traxxas Revo. Uh -huh. So then you have that that diff module with the ring and pinion, and then you can just move it all over the place inside the bulkhead. So nice. it was, there was some, there's some cool things on the car that we did, and and kind of I helped develop a little bit and and really get the car like finished and ready for market. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was a good car. Just what type of work went into doing something like that? As like, how much work did you put into doing something like that? It was probably six months of okay. just running that car. Yeah, and then we'd go to different tracks. I would go to Vegas a lot because it was like five hours away, and Vegas at that time had a couple tracks, so you could go and race like a real hard packed, dusty track at the Silver Bowl. Or you could go out to Boulder City and run just loam, blown out, huge holes, you know. So, yeah, we would go to Vegas for two, three, or four days and just try stuff, you know. And I would have a handful of bulkheads or, you know, arm mounts wide and narrow and just try everything. And, you know, because you always have a theory like, oh, this does that. Well, that's not always true, you know. Just even JQ, you know, his videos are the same way, like, sometimes it does that sometimes it doesn't you know so but uh yeah it was fun i would have liked to see the car do really well but it 
to 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 introduce something that's totally strange i mean it takes so much cash and you know promotion and it's it's years of that to actually get to that spot where okay maybe it's legit now and people you know will pay attention to it because they won't for a long long time it is hard and rc is so small we're not moving a hundred thousand units a month here you know probably not even a year uh so people just have to understand that it's really small really small so you you got out of out of at uh, advantage uh you you when did you start up when did clinic come about and when did you decide to do this and how did that start oh this was so this started in 2017 um and it was about a year after i came back and just started running electric basically um i signed re-signed with schumacher basically we had a carpet track here um so i ran schumacher before and then when i took i took probably three years off or so two two or three years and then so i called schumacher up got cars coming and everything uh and then i just started making a few little things for myself like i i i just a tinker i guess i just I see things that can be improved and I, I start whittling away at something and, and then a few people wanted pieces for their cars. And then I started making that a little bit and, and just kind of started like that, basically, you know, real basic. I didn't like sit down and say, I'm going to take over the world, you know, and, and build this. You just wanted to pay for your hobby. I just, I didn't even really want to do that. I just wanted to make a couple parts that I knew were going to be better, you know? So um, but with my background, I guess it was inevitable. It just started going, you know, snowballing so, from there. And now yeah, you're talking just... to me and you're running eight scale again. <laughs> yeah. Eight scale again, man. I, I didn't want to run eight scale for a long time. Cause I was like, I don't have the time to put into it, you know, to do it right, to, to do it, you know, to the level that I want to do it at. So, um, but now I kind of have that, I can have some help with the business and stuff. So. I was like, let's 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 get into eight scale a little bit and make a few parts and yeah, and, that'd be cool. You know, get back kind of almost to the roots a little bit. You know, I mean that's my roots. So yeah, it's it's going well. What other parts do you make for other cars and whatnot? What what does Clinic do? So the the backbone of Clinic is like all the titanium stuff uh screws turnbuckles you know shock mounts and all kinds of titanium stuff um and then we offer all those pieces anodized uh we do 11 different colors or finishes so that's kind of cool you can get like you know some some good quality billet titanium goods and then you can get them in some cool colors gold and blue and green and all this sort of thing um, so that's like that was like the backbone of the of the business, and then uh, a couple of years into it, I uh, wanted to make some carbon fiber parts, uh, you know, the battery cradles, basically. So we uh, bought a CNC router, and a buddy of mine is a programmer, and he's he came by like constantly and helped us get it all figured out. 
and learn how to use the machine and make a usable part out of it. And so we've been doing that for probably three years now, almost um, making carbon parts. So um, that's kind of been another good product that fits a wide variety of cars, you know? Um, so yeah, just that stuff. I mean, the last couple months I've focused a lot on the eight scale stuff because mm -hmm. it's summertime and we're doing all these races too. We're doing all these gas races. So, um, yeah, it's, it's been interesting to get into eight scale now. It's a little bit different than what it was before. <laughs> yeah. Um, explain that. Cause that's what you said to me. Uh, you said, wow, it's a lot more cutthroat out there than it was back when I was, when we was racing. And I was like, yeah, man, everybody is, everybody's trying to, you know, go to that next level. And I, I think we lose a little bit of the fun out of it when you, that's all you think about or whatever, you know, I mean, I know like for, I knew long, like my skills to ever be a pro would never be nowhere near that. So I learned that I could just enjoy this and have fun. Even when I, I don't race anymore, but yeah. I hope to, when I do race again, to have that same attitude. For sure. I mean, that's, it, it's, it's gotta be, fun it starts with fun that's why everybody's there you know it's because they've had fun and they want to have fun again um yeah i don't know it's just it's a little strange um it seems like uh there's a lot of kids with dads at these races and it's 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 a higher level of intensity than when i started no question i mean I'm not sure what their goals are, but a lot of them act like this regional race is like the world's. Mm -hmm. And if they win it, then their world's, their lives are going to change. And it's like, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's fun. It's a lot of fun still. It's just a different era. It's definitely a different era. Um, so it's just a little bit different little bit different people all the equipment's different so you know engines run forever now so there's none of that flame out stuff really happening anymore so it's just a little bit different than what i was used to so um i think a lot of a lot of guys have high high aspirations even if they've only raced for a year you know this this word sponsored gets thrown around all the time and and I've talked about, I talked about last night with a friend of mine, like, what is sponsored? What is this? What does it mean? You know, and what's the goal? Whether it's the racer or the the brand, what's the goal? Because there has to be a mutual goal. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of sponsoring everybody myself. And I started with JQ racing. Um, but that's the game that has to, that's how the game is now. And it's yeah. unfortunate though, because I think it's a, a weak business model to build your build your product your industry on top of so it's like yeah that, it's it, it it comes to the point like i get it rc racing is not it's it's not ex as expensive as full scale racing it's not as cheap as people think it should be and a lot of it has to do mm -hmm. with tires but yeah i get yeah. it some people want to save some money and, and stuff like that but it comes to the it's now it's like the race is not on the track the race is like who can get the better deal and that's what people are throwing up nowadays more than anything and 
I think we've we've lost a little bit of it. Like, not I'm not saying everybody is like this, but we've lost that. Hey, let's win on the track instead of hey, I got a I got a 75 deal of MSRP compared to your 50 percent or something like that. And we've lost our way on that. Yeah. And the only people we have to blame for that are us, the racers, and the manufacturers. Yeah, yeah. The, there's no value in the sponsorship anymore, really. I mean, you go to a race. And every single person has, you know, they got the shirts, they got the hats, they got their name on everything. Cars are all painted up, super dope. It's it's almost like it's boring now. Like, it's everywhere, you know. And I look on, it's, it's interesting to see some of the brands. Like, there's a, there's a team page that I'm on. I'm not going to say who it is. Uh... And I've been on there for several years, and I just realized a couple weeks ago how many members are on this team page. And these are people that are only, you know, team drivers that get some sort of discount that varies, I'm sure. There was 700 members on this page. And I was, and I, and I looked at that. I'd never looked at it before. I never paid attention. I was like, oh my gosh. And in the overall grand scheme of things, how many people are in the customer pool. Is that half of them? <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, everybody's sponsored. Yeah. Everybody, you know? So, it's just, yeah. It's, it's, it's so weird. Like, like when I talk to Greg sometimes, he kind of doesn't grasp it too. And it's like, what do you mean they're sponsored? I'm like, oh, they're sponsored. Like, they're not, like, you know, back in the day, you had to, and it's true, but we're not back in the day. You know what I mean? I don't know how we yeah. fix this. Yeah. Um, the only way I know how to fix it, any way I know how to fix it is by getting more people to run RC cars, race RC cars. And I don't have all the answers for that either. But uh, it's it's a conundrum, It's a man. difficult thing. Yeah, it's a conundrum. It is a, a conundrum. It's, I, it's difficult to see any large spikes. Like, let's take 8-scale. Okay, 8-scale, for instance. A set of tires now... At retail, if you're if you're buying them at retail, I mean they're eighty plus dollars a set. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. It's insane. That's insanity. I, it blows my mind to this day. You know, I don't understand how it sustains. It can't sustain. That's why, you know, there's everybody sponsored. You know, and that's the manufacturers trying to survive in a way almost like you know providing that that cash flow also um but yeah i mean the consumables in in the hobby are, i think that is the log jam in any growth you know i mean i could take my car take it to somewhere that people have never seen this stuff if i just walk through the mall with my car mm-hmm. and talk to people about it and they would naturally be curious, you know, where do you do this at? How much does it cost? Da, 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 da. I mean, nobody's, you're, you're looking at a very small percentage of interest because it's so expensive. Yeah. You yeah. know, people like seven, eighty dollars for tires. I pay, I pay almost that for four real tires on my car. Well, I wish I yeah, did. I mean, well, well and, and you have to appeal to the, the, the parents of the kids, that's who's going to be footing the bill. Um, so if you're talking, you know, a good eight scale setup, 
is what two grand maybe yeah probably more what do you think yeah probably let's say 2500 yeah i would say three if you're starting from scratch radio all that if you're gonna buy the best of everything yeah if you're gonna show up with a bag full of tires and some stuff so you can really get after it these people are buying their kids four wheelers and dirt bikes for that much they're not gonna spend that on this because it's on payment plans too yeah this is sold as a family thing but it's not really a family thing I mean, it's not family like going camping and riding four wheelers. You know, that's a hobby that families do all the time. It's very common out here. This is not a family thing, really, per se. You know, it's think, a it's a dad's son. Yes, and that's the other thing is that the fathers need to be involved. All fathers or older, uh, what's a mentor, has to be involved mm-hmm. with the young, the young kids to 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 further this. I definitely want to see more kids. And it, and let's be honest. RC just isn't as cool as it probably once was when we were younger. Like, you know what I mean? That one kid in that neighborhood who had that fast art, the real RC car, he was the coolest guy while that battery was charged. Now it's just, just like, you can get it. So it, RC is so more, okay. RC as in radio control cars is so more mainstream now. Just RC racing isn't. And I like to say that we use eight scale to showcase what we're doing, but we really need to get people in on our, to showcase just to show, Hey, this is what can be, but here's where you start. Yeah. I've always, yeah. always liked slash for start for start. I, I would race slash right now if I had nothing else to race. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think that's where we, I, I used to be all about eight scale nitrous, the glory. Yes. It still is the glory. It's the ultimate glory. I love it. But I think for getting people in e buggy and that, or, or slash, or anything like that is where people should start, then graduate to nitro mm-hmm. eventually, hopefully. But some people do get into it, and um, we, do, you, you know, it, it, it takes a special person. You make sure that to ten people, and one person gets into it, like fully gets into it. Maybe it's unfortunate. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It's a conundrum for that too. And I think with the manufacturers so focused on that, sm- uh, this small pool of races that we're all trying to impress races mm-hmm. and trying to poach each other's drivers while we're at races smiling at each other good luck oh yeah you should join us i think we we, we as manufacturers focus more on that and then we, we lose focus on maybe trying to promote rc to non-rc people which we can do with small gestures like a parking lot race or a race where people can yeah. see it stuff like that it doesn't have to be grandiose it just has to be get get catch people's attention so yeah You've yeah. been around this long enough. You've worked in it. You you know how it goes. It ebbs and flows. It's a, it's a weird industry. It's it's yeah, it's it's its own thing for sure. I've I've been in the automotive dealership world for for a long time too in between these these things and and it's very cut and dry like in those industries it's like here's how you do it and this is how we're going to do it and just do it. You know, I mean it's just it's and and it's not a it's there's not a lot of variables and moving parts in those industries uh this industry changes by the minute like literally by the minute and companies come and companies go in a year i mean they could pump out a bunch of money and promotion and advertising and scarfing up drivers and then two years later you you don't even know you don't remember who they were you know so it's it's a very competitive market for sure the the customer pool doesn't seem to be growing but 
the brands are always growing, you know, and uh, that's that's kind of a problem that's always going to limit where the racing or where the hobby itself can go. Um, it's it's interesting. It's 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 something that like I have to watch and try to predict. Um, just even coming out with a, with a new part, like, is there a market for this? Does anybody want this thing? You know, is it necessary type of thing? It's always that, that debate, you know? Um, but, uh, the retail hobby shop sector is, is quite a bit different than the racing sector. So the hobby shop end of it will always keep this hobby industry, afloat you know that's that's what pays the bills so the bat you mean uh, like the other side of racing like bashing and like just not even that's not even racing though that's not racing that's hobby shop that's right that's what i mean, what I mean. That, that's, that's you the, mean the hobby shop side yeah. of things when you mean the hobby shop side of things that's yeah. what you mean like bashing crawling even this drag racing yep. that's that's uh <laughs> growing that's really big right now i got everything that i want and offer they have it like celebrities promoting it and <laughs> racing it and all that type of stuff and I'm sitting over here just like, oh, what I would do to have this. Um, yeah, man. I, I think we kind of feel what kind of similar we want a similar thinking of how the industry is and whatnot. It definitely could be better. I'm not one her. I yeah. like I don't want to piss and man, or I do piss and man a lot, but I don't want to piss and man and say it's so bad. RC is to get into RC right now is probably easier than ever it was. Ever. Ever. I mean, For you sure. can literally get a car and have all the information you need to know within 20 minutes of having that car. Nowadays, yeah, you can go to a you can the go internet. To, yeah, uh, yeah. So, I mean, back in the back in the, the heyday of nitro growing, like we were talking about before with the with the MBX four and the and the Thunder Tiger. So back in those days, there was a huge mail order place on the West Coast called National RC. These guys just did eight scale. So if when you got into eight scale and that big boom started taking off, dude, everybody went to National. They were like the Walmart of, of eight scale. And, you know, it's, it's changed a lot where there's not shops like that anymore. The internet thing is kind of like, you know, if you sell all the common brands, everybody's racing to the bottom. Like Mm -hmm. how cheap can we make it? How much free shipping? How many coupons can we send out this month? And it's like, there's no future for growth there. You know, everybody's scrapping over, that last 10% sale, you know, it's, it's insane. So, uh, it'll be interesting. There's a lot of things that have changed this year, obviously with like, uh, horizon and AK and Proline, And there's like a lot of moving things, uh, going on with the big companies. It'll be interesting to see where we're at after the first of the year. Like I think we've talked about a few times, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of the rock stars. I think, in, we, I think we might see a rock star space. without a ride next year, without a job. For what? I think we're going to see a rock star without a ride or without a job next year. Or Probably. Maybe in the next two years. Uh, but I think it's coming to the point where, where these teams, the big teams, can only handle two pro guys. Mm-hmm. And that's a stretch. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's about all you're going to, and then, and that's, that's going to, I think that's the model that they're going to. It looks like two pro guys, maybe, maybe they might be both American, maybe one may be European, maybe one may be American or from yeah. another part of the world. But I just think 
Guan is those times where you have, I mean, I don't know how Techno is doing it right now. I mean, I know they're not paying everyone on their team, but they got at least three guys on there that they're paying and four guys that they're paying for travel, probably more. And I don't, I mean, I know they do good sales, but that's a lot of people to have on a team. But I think you're going to see one of these guys who may be good, but just not, he's not getting the results that he's going to, he's going to be on either be on a team that's very low, like on the totem pole. It, it, it could be JQ racing. You know what I mean? We're very low on the totem pole or whatever, uh, or, or not in RC yet at all. Like having to get a full-time job or, or something like that. I just think, Unfortunate as it, for me, I want to see all these guys race because I love the professional side of RC because that's what gets my juices flowing. I love the, I love all the RC racing, but I love to look at the pro guys because that's the, that's the upper echelon of what we do. Like those are the best of the best and we, we need to watch them and those are what we should be using to promote this industry, I think. And they need to be more personable as well and more approachable and more not so PC, you know, like make, Make a yeah. character for themselves. So it's it's going to... Yeah. yeah, like we said, we've talked about this a few times. I don't know what the future holds for RC. I just know that if you continue doing the same thing that we've done for the last 40 years, that nothing's going to change. So you have to try something different. Speaking of the future, yeah. what is the future for Clinic? Uh, I saw that you posted you had some GRP tires. In uh, or you're yeah. testing some GRP tires. I I did not even know they still existed till I saw them. Uh, they used to be. Hey, <laughs> people don't understand, but Adam Drake, I believe Adam Drake ran. He ran the tires, didn't he? He ran the engines and the tires back in the day, right? Yeah. So I think our first exposure to GRP uh, was probably in the late '90s, early 2000s, with Saxton and the Treads brand. Um, and at that time, I think that was probably the first pre-glued tires that anybody had ever seen. Uh, it just wasn't an option back then. So those, those things were super popular. I mean, Richard was winning everything with them and they were, they're super good quality. Um, but then you could get them glued. Like who loves gluing tires? Freaking no you one. Do, apparently. So. No, I don't. I, <laughs> I hate glue, dude. I have, I probably have a thousand tires just sitting behind me around here somewhere. I mean, oh like, I hate gluing tires. It's gnarly, you know. And racing Schumacher on carpet, I don't have to glue tires. It's awesome. Um, so that was probably our first uh, exposure to GRP, and then they got into doing engines back then when. So the whole Losi team was GRP, mm -hmm. uh, Drake and Mescula and Truly, uh, everybody on the Losi team at that time. Yeah, yeah, you had the engines and you had the tires. It was it was money, you know, uh, and they won a ton of races. Mm -hmm. So that was that was another uh, time with the GRP, and then uh, they actually, you know, they they had pioneered the pre glued tire thing. Their their machine they had like it was kept under locking key. Like nobody could get in there and see what this was. Cause it's fully automated. Oh wow. Like they have bins of tires, bins of foams, bins of wheels, and the machine puts it all together. It, it, I bet there would be some huge ransoms back in the day. If you could get <laughs> like pictures of that machine, you know, like 
because they built the machine themselves. It's not something you go down and buy, you know. Really? So it was it was a highly guarded secret back then. I'm sure Proline, everybody would have loved to have that, you know. So yeah, GRP's been around for a long time. I mean, they're they're highly decorated brand. They 150 plus national and Euro and world titles. I mean, yeah, GRP is legit. That's 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 no joke. So. Um, and then I don't know how long ago it was, what, six or eight years ago, they had a big fire at the factory and that just about took them down. Um, but they did rebuild and, and they're coming back. They're, they're really big, like in fifth scale on road, like the big touring cars. And then they, they have like the F1 cars. So they're really big in those tires. And, uh, I think we're going to start seeing a resurgence in eight scale stuff too are you gonna be working with them uh helping them testing uh compounds and treads and all that stuff yeah this weekend will be the first uh full weekend i'll run on on their tires so uh i've been in contact with with maurizio and and his daughter sarah who's helping run things now so yeah we're gonna we're gonna like run this whole weekend this is a good track and there's a lot of all the other tires and all the other top drivers. So it's, it's a good test bed to see where the tires are at, basically. So I got, I got to ask, have they um, sent you, like, new compounds, new tread patterns to test out that you can't show us, can't talk about, obviously, that you'll be trying out this weekend? Like, more uh, modern, I would common say? Tread. Common treads. It's all, it's, all, it's all good. It's modern. Yeah, it's, it's competitive stuff. Yeah, for sure. And. I mean, GRP knows, knows rubber very well. You know, I mean, they're hey, 30 man. years into this deal. They need to bring back those <laughs> engines. Those engines were badass. I mean, Drake, I think, won like three nationals with that, with that, uh, yeah, with that, uh, package, man. And Truy was on fire, yeah, with that package. Yeah, so. the, the the GRP engines were good. Yeah, they they I don't know how many they sold back in those days, but they were hugely popular. Yeah, it must have been just tons of motors. So besides yeah. that, the tires, which you're going to test this weekend, what else does Clinic have planned coming up for the rest of this year and next year? Uh, I've got some, like, accessory type stuff coming soon. Um, like, actually right here. I have some, like, tire bags, and, and then I have, like, a big carrier bag that's going to fit those specifically. Um, there's not, like, a really good way to haul tires. Right. Everybody's got, like, Oh, I got a bin or I got this bag or whatever. Like this is $80 like on a man. Why, why are we carrying it around in a freaking duffel bag or something? You know what I mean? Like so it just seems tire so, that'd be great. Yeah. I mean, just something, something like that. Simple stuff. Um, well, I've always got things in the works, you know, um, uh, once the eight scale, starts to kind of wind down for the year then we'll get back into some 10th scale i got a couple of projects with 10th scale coming up um that'll be good so um once summer starts winding down a little bit we'll kind of shift back over and and get get some of these new 10th scale things out um but uh yeah just plugging away it keeps me busy so uh i i really don't have a lot of time to do anything i can't even get a body painted i just spray can it you know so yeah, that's all <laughs> that's all that matters. there's no time it's run 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 you know so 
Okay. So I forgot to touch on this, but you, you, uh, Schumacher, you've been driving Schumacher for a while. Uh, you, I think we talked after I interviewed Orlovsky. So you've worked mm-hmm. closely with him before or communicated with him yeah. before. How you had a lot of good things to say about him. Like you really like him. Um, he's, I like him too. I like, he's got the right attitude and he's good, you know, to come from mm-hmm. a country that doesn't really, I mean, they do have some, He's the mo- he's the most famous Polish racer. Let's put it that way. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, Michael's Michael's super. The thing with with Michael and and I I suspect it's with Europeans in general, and it isn't a it isn't a dig to Americans or anything, but the Europeans are are far more professional than we are. Um, you know there's we don't see driver stand temper tantrums yelling screaming like they they they're professional and and even the kids that aren't at that level you know that that are the club racers and stuff they're the same way they know they have to be like that that's like the standard Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah michael's michael's incredible kid i mean he just it's it's funny when we go to races uh before covid obviously screwed everything up we would go to a lot of races around the country when he'd come into the country um i was always amazed like we'd show up at a track get everything set up and you know get the pits going and everything okay let's run a couple packs he'd charge a pack go out hit the track dude he's 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 he hits the line the first battery like i i don't even get it like that, yeah <laughs> I don't I, he seems to be enjoying eight scale too and i hope he sticks with it and yeah. and gets up and challenges these top your oh, top eight scale drivers in the world so um yeah. i'm excited to see i'm excited to see when any 10 scale top 10 scale driver gets into nitro and see how they fur he seems to be doing all right he's gonna have to you know he's got some stiff competition over there in Europe too, so. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I'm glad to see him. Oh yeah, for you sure. You think he's gonna do good in eight scale as well? Like he's gonna get to that upper tier of eight scale with those guys? I think he will because he has that. He has the ability. I mean, that's that's the 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 beginning of it. You gotta have the ability to drive, and the kid is just insanely good. Um. Uh, I know a lot of the Euro eight scale guys, they just run eight scale. They don't run 10 scale. So those guys will be, will be tough for sure. But I think if Michael has the right car and the right, uh, team and, and we talked about eight scale, it takes so many different things. You know, you gotta have a good pit guy. The pit guy needs to know what the car needs before the driver even asks for it. Basically, you know, you got to have all these components to have a successful eight scale campaign. So, uh, if he has that, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's no no limit to what he could do. Uh, the driving's there. Um, just a matter of of getting the cars and and hitting the races basically get the to get the experience too because the the 45 minute mentality is different than the five minute qualifier you know totally different mindset you know um but yeah he's he's amazing um uh, i like i like those guys a lot I, I talk to his dad all the time 
Uh, we haven't even raced at the same race for a couple of years. We still talk all the time. We're on the WhatsApp and go back and forth and and that. Um, oh, you're under WhatsApp? But, you know about WhatsApp? Not a lot of Americans know about WhatsApp. <laughs> Matthew had to get me on there. I didn't even know what it was. But uh, he's like, WhatsApp? I and I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so yeah, he got me set up on it one time. We were in Connecticut. <laughs> Sweet man, awesome man. I, you know, I'm had a really great chat with you, man. I learned a little bit more about you that I didn't know all this time. I'm I'm super happy to see you race an eight scale again. Um, I hope that keeps up, and hopefully we see some clinic parts yeah. for some eight scale car. Kyosho, I want to oh, see yeah. Kyosho come back to. It's not. It, I don't think Kyosho ever get back to where it was. But I'd like to see Kyosho get back to at least being a force in eight scale again. Not saying that they aren't. The car is capable. The drivers they have are capable. Yeah. But yeah. it's a yeah. it's compared to what they used to have, you know what I mean? Like they there it's a shadow, not even a shadow of what it used to be. So I'm hoping they get their act together. Yeah. They, they need a team manager in America. That's what they need. That's where it starts. Team management. And um yeah. every successful Then they gotta decide they want to do yeah they need to decide if they're, if they're gonna push for it or or not you know i don't know i don't know what their long-term plans are um my deal is only this year uh and then we'll see at the end of the year what what's going on you know i mean uh i hadn't ran kyosho since about 99 like i said and uh so i wanted to run a good c-hub car and it this thing was just awesome. I you just know? need to get I mean, the on her. That's all. I need to get Derek on what? her and talk to him. <laughs> That's all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's Derek's funny, man. He's awesome. Yeah. When when we got this all set up, he, I called him and he's like, dude, just okay, whatever. Just yeah, let that me sounds know, just like know? him too. When I met him, I was like, Yeah, Derek Fratoni, like I was expecting different. And he's just like like just like that, like just exactly like happy go lucky, like yeah, man, there's no problem. Yeah. Old right. school, dude. Like he's yeah. old school. He he's, he's from the old days, older than my days. Of course, yeah. of course. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, well, if anybody is interested in clinic uh, accessories, they can go to www.clinicrc. I think is it. dot mm-hmm. com. Yep. Uh, we, yep. Here yep. we go. We, we, Product placement till it's best. I love it. A lot of people don't think of that. Um, also, it'd be interesting to find out uh, what GRP decides to do because, you know, um, we always like to see, I always like to keep my finger on the pulse of new co- tire companies, especially one that has a name like them. So I'll be, I'll be getting your opinions on the tires here shortly. And I look forward yeah. to you just being involved in RC. And we like, it's, I don't mean I don't mean this in no disrespect, but it's a lot of small companies like yourself that made eight scale awesome. You know what I mean? Advantage. I'm, you know what I mean? There's just wheels and tires and air filters and stuff like that. Consumables that we all needed back in the day. And that like I think a lot of you, the smaller companies like yourself, don't get that that type of recognition. You know what I mean? From back from back in the day. Even when I asked you, I was like, clinic, uh, that, you know, I didn't even know how to say the name until you said it to me and all that type of stuff. So <laughs> it's all good, man. Thank you. For yeah, I mean, I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Just small, small companies. I mean, it's just like there's a ton of them out there. They come and they go. But if you, if you have a good legitimate product for a good price and quality, then it sticks around, you know, and I think that's where the advantage thing still, you know, resonates today is a lot of people still remember it because 
it was it was decent stuff it was a good price you know and and you kind of you know the guy like oh i know that guy you know and so yeah it's 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 a lot of the same so i just try to do the same thing now you know as back then so have a little fun in between you know sweet or people can people contact you on facebook directly yeah 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 on yeah facebook the clinic page message whatever whatsapp off the website email off the website yeah it's there's yeah, no excuse not to get media. in contact with tony no excuse <laughs> yeah. all right yeah. well good luck at uh in wyoming this weekend i heard it's a wild time anyway people you know i'm heard nothing but good things about this race have fun uh i'm interested to hear about the your testing with the grp tires if you let me know yeah um and yeah, good luck sure. and good luck man uh, you seem to but i don't need to tell you good luck it seems like whatever you touch seems to be successful so can you touch this podcast a little bit more like you know touch, touch it so you can get <laughs> it. Well, no, it's, it's it's getting there but you know it takes time uh thank you for your time tony would you like to say thank you to anybody before we uh sign off her uh yeah i mean uh i'd like to thank my wife she puts up with all my crazy freaking ideas you know and uh uh, she keeps me kind of on the, on the path for sure. Uh, you know, I got lots of friends that help with this stuff and help promote and help, uh, help out when we need it. Uh, all my sponsors, uh, clinic obviously and Schumacher and Avid and GRP and, uh, you know, KO Pro Pro. Yeah. I mean, just go race, have fun, chill out, you know? Yeah, just enjoy it. We don't we don't get to do a lot of you know, the COVID let us know we couldn't do a lot of things sometimes. So yeah, we're back at it. Let's go, man. Let's race. Let's have yeah. some fun. Have fun. I think that's yeah. people forget that. Like having fun is the first thing <laughs> why we got into this. Because it's fun. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Like the first thing you go and run at a big race and practice, you get done running, and you're like, This is gonna be awesome. This weekend's gonna be fun, man. Or this you're gonna be like, I am way out of my league. <laughs> And then you realize that oh, you have fun. Well, you can say, okay, then you can realize, okay, I can have fun now. So there's only one guy that wins the race. Everybody else, we're all the same. Yeah, yeah, it's, have it, fun. It's called cool. racing. It's not called winning. Oh, yeah, right? Exactly. All right, dude. Awesome. Well, like I said, good luck. Thank you for your time. It was a great chat. And yeah, man, have fun. And Cheyenne. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I will. Thanks for having me on, Kenan. No problem. Bye-bye. Bye. We are now at that point of the show where you should fasten those seatbelts and put your big boy pants on. Whoa. Things are about to get serious. It's time for the JQ Racing Rant. Wow, we haven't had one of these in a minute. It is time for the JQ Racing Rant. With the man himself, JQ, this is his whole segment. This is what he wanted. He's got it. We have a rant. I'm going to start it off because, <clears throat> so, before you go on, people, before we go on, this is our disclaimer. If you have young children or, you know, if you're sensitive to foul language and foul humor, then maybe you shouldn't listen to this one. You might get a little heated today, but uh, <clears throat> yeah, this is the JQ Racing Rant. So, Joseph, I got in a, a little bit of trouble. I'm, I'm, well, I got banned from commenting on Afra's Facebook page, so I can't comment there anymore. 
Um, which was fun. Which was which was really amazing that they did that. It was so funny because I was like, I that was my legitimate question. My legitimate question. What can we do? It's it's not enough to just say, hey, it's Lewis Hamilton. He's got a he's got a car. That's great. We've done that over and over and over and over the fuck again, over and over again. Let's do something with that. Um, so that was my question, and that was the guy. What's his name? Um, he's from. He works for McLaren, actually. Mark something. I sent you the screenshots. Styles. Yeah, it's Mark Styles. So he got one. I have not just just and also I I will say this again, and I say this all the time. I have no issue. I I actually think Efra is the best of the governing federations that we have in RC. I believe in the federations. We need them because they should be leading the leading the way with RC and promoting it. But they do good things. I commend them when they do dumb things. I let them know, and as simple as that. And of course, I got in trouble with Roar. Well, I don't think I got in trouble with Roar, but I definitely put them in some trouble with showing the. And there's nothing wrong with what I done because that's all on their public Facebook, on their public, sorry, public web page. Their financial, their financial stop at public financial stop at 2016, and I want to know why. Also coming up, I have nothing against Raw either. I think Raw needs to exist too. With that being said, the elections for the odd number uh, regional directors is coming up here very soon. So I suggest I want to see everybody, if you can, go sign up at your Raw membership. If you want to be a regional rep, in your position, you can go check their regional maps and see who's got a regional rep where, where, wherever on their website. If you think you can make that, do that position and you want to see things change in RC, then we need to get in at ground level so we can get in that committee and get, make a f- real changes. So Raw doesn't like me and Afra is, is definitely mad at me. But you know what, Joseph? I don't really care because like, I'm going to use a comment from you and... I, I do care because I I would I want to work with these companies. I want to I want to I want these federations to do better and be good and leading RC and doing what they're supposed to do, governing RC. But at the same time, if nobody holds their feet to the fire, nothing will change. So here we have. I'm going to use raw for example. We're going to do testing. We're going to even though I don't believe that they inflated the tanks. Doing that. And they did the right thing by DQing people because by the rules, that's how they're supposed to DQ it. I want them to do the test to see if it, if it's possible. If it's possible, then we figure out we've been doing something. Not, it wouldn't be Ross' fault. We figure out, okay, we've been doing something wrong this whole time. We need to change maybe test tanks. But if we don't keep their feet to the fire, they're hoping people will just forget about it and go on. And then, hey, look, it's June again. We have the eight-scale nationals, the biggest nationals for Raw, the biggest money-making nationals. Ah, uh, forget about what Raw did last year. Let's pay our money and let's just go anyway. And something else happens, and we go through this for two months. Raw's, Raw sucks, and we need to change Raw. And, 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 and that's it. That's as far as it goes. So this time, my goal is to hold their feet to the fire. I'm nobody in the big scheme of things, but my, my loyalty does not lie with Raw and Afra and Ifmar. My loyalty is to the people like me, like you, who pay our dues and pay for these races and support these federations with uh, memberships and holding races and stuff like that. We deserve better. So, anyway, I did get in a little bit of trouble. Did you? What did you think of my little? Uh, yeah. So, okay, let's take this one at a time. Yeah. Let's start with Ephra. Okay. So, I what I believe that the way 
the world works, the way EFRA works and the RC industry, same as a society. For change to happen, you need certain conditions to exist because the people who have the power, the people who are happy with the status quo, why would they change, right? You can talk to them nicely and uh, have a couple of beers and come up with suggestions, but if they are fundamental, if they are fundamentally satisfied and happy, why would they change? Change is hard. You have to make an effort. You have to work more and differently, and it's like just a hassle. Don't want that shit, right? We're enjoying this right now. We don't need change. So for change to happen, you need certain conditions. Those conditions are that there is outside pressure on uh, there's outside pressure on an organization to change. Or if it's a country, there's outside pressure on the government to change, right? Mm -hmm. The people are protesting. They're in the streets. The government is like, oh, shit, we have to do something, right? So if we look at RC, EFRA is like happier. Everything's good, like whatever. And then there are loud voices bringing up inconvenient truths about EFRA, about RC racing, constantly bombarding them. They're getting uncomfortable. More people start speaking up. So you, you start building this outside pressure on EFRA to change, right? I think it is a requirement for change to happen. So the fact that we uh, bring negative things up and complain and all of that, that's an important part of actual change happening. That That's not what's going to create the change. For that, you need people within the organizations who aren't antagonistic, who are working on the same page with people in EFRA, right? They are people in EFRA. So you have Javier or Matt or racing TV, you know, you have forward thinking people who would like to change things. And because of that atmosphere, they are able to get some change done, mm-hmm. right? The outside pressure helps those people uh, achieve change. So having said that, I kind of agreed with Efra in this case. You know why? Because when you are on the outside and when you criticize and when you make a fuss, you have to be precise and specific with your uh, attacks. Because the world resists change. People resist change. So if you aren't clever and precise with your attacks or complaints, then they will be countered. And they will also be, they won't be effective, or maybe even they will be counterproductive. So in a situation like this, where Lewis Hamilton posts about RC racing and EFRA share it, that's not the right moment to shit on EFRA. Because what they did is kind of the only good thing they could have done in that situation. Do you see what I mean? What more did you expect them to do? I didn't show them that. Listen, listen. Yes, you did. All you, all they can do is actually share that post. You know, yes, the, I agree they can't with that. do any anymore. The yeah, fact they, that they can, in other situations they should and could do a lot more is not relevant to that moment in time. Do you see what I mean? Okay, I'll so tell you why I like, get it in a minute. When when you when you take a, a moment where someone does something right, even if it's a small thing, and you shit on that, I think it's wrong. Also. 
you don't have like when you shit on that moment, you do not have a solution for them. Okay, what should we have done? Instead I did. Of, like, I did have a solution the, for. Oh, yeah, but uh, you, no, you didn't because. No, no, no. All right, I'll uh, let you say your you, thing and then I'll wait, give my piece. You, you brought up some uh, redneck racer from America that no one's ever heard of. You can't compare that to Lewis Hamilton. Let okay, let's just get that straight first. No, of all. you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. No, you're wrong. No, I'm not, I'm, you're wrong I'm because you, let me tell you something. Now, I'm gonna let you say your thing wait, and then I'll, wait, I'll counteract this. Let me finish my point. Yeah, I will. So you you shouldn't criticize someone even even if they deserve criticism in a moment where they aren't doing anything wrong and you don't have a solution for them right so you, you need to save your criticism for moments when it's valid it's very specific and precise and you can provide them with a better way or a solution and anyone who sees that can see that also but i wasn't so allowed are, to do that because they black they blocked me from Finishing off my No, I saw the conversation and it wasn't going very well. Because yeah, because that, because, that initial, let me, because you, you have the same mentality as that guy, wait, Mark Styles. No, you, it's just no, your. You didn't target. You didn't target your criticism correctly. That was the point. I beg to differ with you. So, no. so can I can I say well, my how thing? How that work out for you? I don't give a fuck <laughs> if they ban me from their Facebook page. That I just know, gives me more like, fire. That just makes gives me more fire to to show how uh, stupid they. Are. That just shows how 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 back of the times they are if they think they can ban free speech. I That was a legitimate question. I wanted to... I've, look, I love Lewis Hamilton. He's my favorite Formula One driver, right? I am a fan of Lewis Hamilton. I love the fact that he fucking loves RC cars. His brother races them. They used to race. I'm sick of, hey, here's a picture. He raced. That's It's so great. That's awesome. Don't get me wrong. That is awesome, but we need more. And when I went on there, my legitimate question is, okay, how can we harness this? I want to know. AFRA is the fucking governing body of RC in Europe. They have way more pull than I'll ever have. Ever, yeah, ever they have. They can't do anything with Lewis Hamilton, okay? Yeah, they can, but yeah, listen, they can. Because you know no, why? Listen, listen, shut up and let me talk now. Right? Mick Craddock obviously has connections to Lewis Hamilton. He's getting, Kyosho has connections to Lewis Hamilton. They're getting cars to him, all this type of stuff. They're getting cars to all these Formula One guys, right? They're getting cars. We literally have seen these companies get cars in their hands. Fucking Kyosho. Yeah, listen, if anything, shut up. If anything happens, it's very unlikely. Let, just shut the fuck up and let me finish. I let you finish. Let me finish. All right? They're getting these vehicles into these drivers' hands, right? To go play around in the paddock. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's fun. It's great for Kyosho. It's really great for Kyosho. Why doesn't Afra, as the governing body of RC, reach out to Mick Craddock and say, hey, Mick, we're thinking, this is, see now, if they wouldn't have banned, because I, if they listened to the podcast, which they probably did, they would listen to this, to the solutions that we had, I brought up for that. This is something I would like to see. Why not have a celebrity race, Joseph? You know how they have a celebrity race, like where they drive these, well, they had it in America, where they had, Different celebrities, movie stars, they want to try, uh, they like racing. So they, they get in like a, they all get in the same type of like a Toyota, like, you know, just the same type of car. It's set up a little bit for racing. It's nothing special, but they race. And it's a big deal. I used to watch this on the TV channels and all this stuff. I thought it was cool. So why don't we do a race? Instead of having these guys play around in the fucking paddock and like, oh, it's a toy. It's a joke. It's, it's that, right? Why not? 
why not let's figure out a way to team these guys up with professionals from within RC to to mentor them for a day or a race day and just have a celebrity race. So Ocon Challenge, uh, Ocon Challenge Hamilton. You know what I mean? So who's the other guys? Like maybe you have Ocon from Ocon and Hamilton, a couple of Formula One guys. Maybe you have an MX guy. You know, this is this is obviously a dream and many years from now. But when say there's no COVID and you get these guys and you do a celebrity race and you have David Runnerfolk, his his driver is such and such. You know what I mean? Battier is this driver's Ryan Mayfield's driver. You know, just imagine a crossover of RC and full and full scale. Now, the the other crossover would be, hey, these guys get to go and drive a Formula One car. But obviously, I know that really can't happen. But maybe the crossover is that then these these Formula One guys pit the RC, the, the, the pro RC guys and do this. And this is all caught on content, right? This is, I talked all about this on the podcast. Um, actually, no, I lie. I talked about this in the Patreon only podcast. So probably why it hasn't come out, but I did touch on this type of stuff. That's what I'm looking at. Now to my point about this redneck racer in America, let me tell you a little bit something about Big Chief so I can educate you. I don't even follow no prep, no prep full scale stuff. I don't even follow the no prep RC stuff too. I like it. I think it's cool. I like the drag racing part. I think it's cool. It's something I didn't grow up with. I don't watch. Right now, people, more people, so much people are watching, maybe not as much, obviously not as much as Formula One. Let's put it that way. But Street Outlaws has been on Discovery Channel for 13 years, 13 seasons, Joseph. This guy, Big Chief, has taken no prep racing and made it, I know it's only an American thing, but made it super popular for 300 million people. Not saying all 300 million people watch no, this, but no. this guy is small a small segment. Listen, of it's not, it is not a small segment. This guy yes, is well is. going. This guy is well known on Discovery Channel. People know this guy. This guy is oh, bigger, this guy is bigger than small, any motocross star segment, out there. A small segment. 1% of people who know who Lewis Hamilton is know who Big More Chief is. More people know who Big right? Chief is in America than they know who Lewis Hamilton is. No way. Yes. This guy's on TV every week for a season. He is the star of this show every week on Discovery Channel. Every week. You probably don't watch the TV and Discovery Channel. That's how big it is. So anyway, this no prep stuff with a bunch of guys racing in parking lots or in streets has been able to do something that we haven't been able to do in 45 years of RC off-road racing. And that's got a celebrity into the... He's not... I was listening to his uh, Tim Smith's podcast because Tim Smith's one of the guys that's got him involved in this. This guy isn't just sitting there with a, with a fucking car and being like, yeah, this is cool, Joseph. This guy's into it. He's applying full-scale drag... Like from no prep. Listen, pay attention to me. Don't look up nothing. I'm dead serious about this, because you're criticizing me, and I and you, the man who shits on everybody, criticize me for shitting on somebody, right? This man, yeah, listen, listen. There's a difference. Listen, you have to shit shit precisely. And I shit precisely. That's why they banned me because they couldn't give me an answer. This guy is into no prep RC drag racing. He's going to these races. He's ex you know what? This guy is excited to go to a no prep race, not to try and win it to see two of the best RC guys doing race each other. You get what I'm saying? So this guy is a legitimate fan of RC. And I guarantee you, we'll see this no prep stuff on TV before we see what we do. Right? So that was my point. Just because Mark Styles doesn't know who he is and you don't know who he is, 
doesn't mean he's not. Yeah, no he's one not knows who he is. He's not okay. in Europe. Not in Europe. Just like not many people. You, you're missing you, the point. No, you're, you're missing, missing point. my point. That was a perfect time. I to am not missing. No, your because point. this is this is Afro. Oh look, this is so great for RC. Hey, let's pat ourselves on our back for sure in a fucking post, right? And try to well get that guy to a race and do that instead of just sure in the post. Impossible. It's that's more, why it's more possible for no, effort to do that than said. I can. No, no. Who who got that big chief guy to the races? Tim Smith. Who? Because he's no. into this himself. Because he's into RC. That's no, who. you ain't listening. He was never into RC. He got into RC because of this no prep stuff. He bought two I cars. Know, listen, that's, listen. That's, he's into RC. No, that's he's my not. Point. He's not into RC. He's into no prep. He bought two DR10s for his. That, listen, that is listen. RC. Listen. So is so, okay. So is Lewis Hamilton. No, Big he chief. isn't. He, obviously, he is. He's into f designing gay clothes. Listen. That's what he's into. I don't know what Lewis Hamilton is into. I don't follow him that hard. Big Chief bought two DR10 ready-to-run uh, drag cars for his kids to play with his kids last Christmas. And now, his, okay. and now he's full into it. Obviously, he has to do filming and all that type of stuff. You just don't realize how big he is. Like... Maybe not in Europe, because I get it. This no prep thing isn't in Europe. But for, like, America, this guy is bigger than Lewis Hamilton to an extent. I, like, yeah, Formula well, One just isn't I, as I popular. Maybe not. Maybe not I, bigger. Maybe not bigger than... My point is that you I, are... I don't care what you ...comparing apples to oranges. I'm not. No I'm federation that, and I'm, no what... No, you are no, not. Listen. 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 No, listen. Some group of guys that don't even... Don't, aren't even affiliated with a federation... Because they, well, also at the same time, I will admit that the no prep is based exactly off how they do it in full scale too. Like with the scale, with the way they race, all that type of stuff is based off what they do in the full scale. You're, you have two separate things that are not comparable. They are, you they are, are RC. How can, how, can a, how, can a, how can a group of guys who no prep RC is really blown up in the last two years Right, it's blown up in the last two years. Okay, let me explain. No, no, no. How, how can that group of guys, no federation, nothing, no nothing? They have everything we want in RC. They have a celebrity involved. They okay, have what's, what's shush, the guy's shush, name? Shush, shush. His name is Big Chief. Just look up Big Chief Discovery. Big Chief No Prep RC Racing. G Big Chief Street Outlaws. <clears throat> they have a celebrity, like a name brand celebrity, in. I bet you more people know Big Chief than they know like um. Um, Christian Craig and those is guys. his name Justin Justin Shearer? Yes, that's his name. Is his name Justin Shearer? <laughs> yes, his name. Sorry, excuse me, guys. I'm coughing a lot. Uh, his name is Justin Shearer. That's him. Okay, are you done? Can I run? No, but no, no. I don't. I think you're wrong for criticizing. You're, you sound like the other guy that messaged me and said, "Oh, you should. You, you'll catch more honey. You'll catch more flies with honey." Things that I've said to you all the time. My look. My question was legitimate. Because I don't, what is Efra going to wait for? Are they going to wait till Lewis Hamilton is retired when they decide to approach okay, him and so do something like that? Like they did with the logo? No. My criticism obviously hit them hard because they banned me from being on their Facebook page. Don't be, you're just trying to stick out for Efra because you, you want to be buddy-buddy with him. I get it now. Throw Keenan on, throw Lefty under the bus. 
No. No, I, no. I, I, I totally disagree with you because you have criticized no. everybody. Can I re- respond now? Every fucking but You have criticized every Can I re- fucking I know, but I have a point and a solution. And I had a point too. And my point was that. And I think through my criticisms. I thought through no, my criticism. Your point is not valid. Not valid to you because you don't know the big chief. Guy. No, you not didn't. valid to the okay, guy. Can Mark. I respond now? No, not valid to the can guy. I Mark Styles yeah, no doesn't know big chief. I don't want to talk about it no more. I'm going. Yeah. Can I, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you ha- you need to listen. Okay. So this big chief guy, he's like 25 times smaller than uh, Lewis Hamilton apparently on Instagram. Okay. Point being that they are of a very different level of celebrity status. That's number one, okay? The bigger the celebrity, the harder they are to reach. That's just a fact of life, okay? I agree there. The smaller the band, the easier it is to know someone in the band or get backstage or whatever. The bigger the band, the less likely that is. The further away from them you are, you know? This is just a fact of life. That's number one. Number two, this... So uh, let me ask you something. Ch- Wait, would that stop let me you? Fucking get my point would across. Would that stop you? Let me get my point across and then you respond. Okay. This big chief guy is just some random guy who does uh, drag racing, USA only. Okay. A celebrity within that community who happens to be interested in RC after he got introduced to drag racing RC. Okay. He, he also so has that is already, probably one of the most popular two, shows in America at the moment, too. Wait, that is already two things that uh, lined up perfectly for this situation. So he's in some mega celebrity globally, and he liked RC cars when he saw them. Okay. Two things, two important things, right? Third thing that happened. And it's not some uh, federation with some program or some complicated thing or big pro. No, it's just dumb luck. Okay. Yes. Yes, it really is. There's no, there's been no big effort to try to combine the two. No, it just happened. No, you don't understand, Joseph. You got to understand. The basis of this class of this racing, listen, this racing, the RC version of this racing is directly based off the television series that he started and he is a part of. Don't you get it? The rules, the no prep, the, the even the length of the where they race, the whole point of the no prep is to show up to an un, unnamed like surface, unnamed road, do that, get up and race. There's no there's no uh, limit on engines. You can race. So if you want an eight turn, you want to race a two, a, a two turn, yeah. there's all but of that this stuff. Is- so this is based off of what came from full scale. No, I'll give you that. That was different. Offer it isn't based yeah, off, off it's Formula not One. Going to go anywhere. You are you like your comparison is it's so going far somewhere off. right now. You what are you talking no, about? No, like, no, it's not. It's it, some, just because you don't think it's going anywhere because you don't pay attention it's, doesn't mean it's an America anything. only small thing. It's, it's better than anything we got going in big. RC right now. Yeah, but you are comparing that. To Lewis Hamilton, don't you understand? Right, you but in their world, this guy's just as untouchable. Guys, no, no, he's but not. But not only that, because not I'm, only that, the, but this, it still matters. It still matters because this guy's a celebrity look, and is promoting RC. And these guys are you. These guys are utilizing that to go further. And where we are, here's a picture listen. of Lewis Hamilton. Yay! I get it that Lewis Hamilton is harder to get in contact. This with. This is I the problem that. with your with your. Uh, 
with your criticism. No, you're just looking okay? at it like a typical. I'm that's not. all you are. No. Yes, you listen, are. Listen, listen. Here's some stupid just little because... island boy. He doesn't know shit. Let's just ban him from the Facebook page. He is just like all Can of I them. Can I mute you? No. So just because a bunch of Americans race some drag racing cars in a parking lot, you can't then go to one of the biggest motorsport celebrities in the world, Lewis Hamilton, and say that Efra is failing because they don't I use didn't Lewis say they Hamilton failed. in promotion. I did not RC. say they failed. But that was your criticism. I asked, like, as no, if, no, no. If, I literally listen, asked them. Your how criticism can be... was that Efra should do more to involve people like Lewis Hamilton. Like, yes. That was your, the because criticism. Because they are the governing That's, body. But that is not the moment to, uh, to criticize them it's in the that exact way. Moment. No, because they cannot do anything more with Lewis Hamilton. That's the point. Yeah, they can. The they just they ain't could making do with Lewis Hamilton. Would you let that stop no. you? If, okay, best. okay, okay, okay. Yes, I would. No, no, I wouldn't no, no. Lewis this, Hamilton. This is a prime example. Hey, Keen, hey, Lefty. I need you to get a hurl of Lewis Hamilton by all means necessary. That's what you'll say to me. And you know what I'll say to you? That's impossible. How am I supposed to get to it if Africa can't get to it? I don't want to hear that. Just do it. You wouldn't accept that. You wouldn't accept that. Look, okay, I why, like Afro. Why aren't I working with Lewis Hamilton already then? I, I like that. The because point. the possibility, look, look be this is the thing, this is the thing. Lewis Hamilton hasn't professed, hasn't like just came out of it and said, hey, I love RC cars. Like yesterday, we've known this for years and years and years. We know that Mick Craddock has a link to him. We know Mick Craddock know. knows him, his father has, has a, we know that his brother raced RC cars, was even signed by Kyosha at one point. We know that these guys are getting Kyosha cars. There is a link. Why I know there's a link. That? And if anything, if anything ever happened, it would be a miracle, right? <laughs> but they have the link. That's the thing you don't yeah. understand. If so, I had a link like I Mick, Cra if if That's listen, fine. Joseph, it's like it's like saying, "Oh, Joseph, can you get me a voice note from Steve Mathis at um uh, at at Supercross? You're there. I'm not there. You yeah, have a better chance." Hamilton. He is Lewis Hamilton. He puts on his pants just like you and me, one leg at a time, or maybe two. But the thing no, is, there is a link. Joseph, you really don't understand. No, you There's don't no understand. There's no one in motocross who is anywhere near the level I of agree someone with like you. Lewis Hamilton. I agree with the star level of what, what this guy's at. And he's promoted. He's the guys. biggest motocross star ever. Uh, I can probably get to that guy. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I agree. It's a, <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. I can here. go to a motocross race and I can get to talk to the biggest I agree. celebrity motocross. I agree. Because it's different. It's okay. smaller. I get I get. Exactly. I get this is This is different. I understand this is different. I totally do. But and there isn't yeah, a guy, there isn't, look, there's there's a company that races RC cars. One of the companies with the biggest heritage in RC, Kyosho. Mick Craddock, Kyosho. They're getting cars in these Formula One driver hands, which is great for their company, which I have no issue with because they have that connection. We need to make that work for all of RC. Just like you said earlier, that we need to stop thinking about just us and just them. I we, know. No, no. Here's, Kyosho, here's look, my point. Your Afra has the connections to do it. They, we <clears> just <throat> have to push them. And you're just gonna, you know what? You're just gonna criticize no. me anyway because it's me, and you you don't no, know who Big Chief is. Yes, I, of course it is. I don't no, care that they banned me from their Facebook. Immediately page. when I saw the discussion, those posts, I was of this opinion. My opinion was formed like immediately. It was my gut instinct and i thought about it and it was the same well, i disagree like with I you. Said, like i said when i started when you criticize you have to be precise like a surgeon 
I agree there. Right. You I didn't have get- to have a precise, like a, what, it, what are those missiles that fit down air vents <laughs> that America know. has? I don't, I don't, <laughs> that I don't even strike. know what's going on anywhere else. I, so I don't know. Whatever, whatever that precision, precision strike is called. I can't remember now. That's what you need. And my point is that even though the criticism is valid, that EFRA should um, do more to promote RC to the wider to a wider audience, and the way to do that is through individuals who have some sort of link to RC or like RC, and they are famous. Okay, even though that's a legit criticism, doing it the way you did devalued the criticism because EFRA could deflect it very easily by saying like. Yeah, by what the hell are you talking about? We can't reach Lewis Hamilton. And then you bring up some redneck that races. He's not uh, a redneck. But anyway, he, I'm yeah, just trying to tell you. Dragsters right. in the parking lot. Right. And you think that that's the same thing. It, but in, in their world, it is. Because we got nobody in RC. Nobody in RC doing that. that. They've whole, done more in, R, they've done more in two years argument. in RC. They've done more in two years in RC than Offer has done in the last 20. No, they haven't. Yes, they have. No, they haven't. They have no the one top, outside of that listen, small niche within a niche they knows have the anything top, they, about they, that. They have money races. They have a race that people get paid eighteen thousand. So what? So what? Tell me which RC race pays so eighteen thousand. So what? Joey could have a fucking race that pays fifty grand. Well, if where he is wanted. it? Where is it? But he doesn't want to. Exactly. So what race is paying on eighteen thousand dollars? The drag races could do that exact same thing. Have a shitty race and keep all the money. But they, they don't because the, to do the fact, so the point of the, like you, the point of no, the race is you pay in and the people get to pay out. I know. And you think that's so awesome? I think it's we needed an offer. I think no it's needed in it. racing. I think we need to have some some dollar mean, races. I think we need to have money races. Some money. The fact that they gave out some money doesn't mean that drag racing is more huge, money than massive. Any, more money. They gave out more money than any RC race I've seen. Yeah. Why do you think they did that? So that people like you would think because that that's playing how the rules are in the full scale version would be a big thing. It's not. It's never going anywhere. You, it's, going for like than RC, it's going further than RC. It's going further than offering right now. No, it's not. So they have it's the. So not. okay, you are so wrong. So okay, they have okay, they have the biggest celebrity in their genre of RC into RC. Okay, but we, the genre who do we is have? fucking minimal. Who do if we, we have? Had, if if we started a new RC thing, which was like, who do we uh, have? What's what's comparable we to are, that? Tell me, we are forty five years I in know, her, I know, and who do we I know. have? Listen, J Concepts is into J Concepts is into all that monster truck stuff. Okay, monster trucks get the grave digger over there. Oh wow, the biggest celebrity in uh, monster trucks is at this RC monster truck event. Who gives a shit? It's not the same thing, is it? Right? You're comparing. Sorry, I did it. Oh, yeah. um, you're comparing apples no, to but oranges, you, and, and you're and you're thinking, and you're not looking at the value of what that done. So tell me, answer my question. Answer my question. We've been okay. racing. We've been racing off road since what 1985 officially, right? Let's say like 1984, like, like, like 1984. So almost 40 years ago. Let's say we've been racing RC cars for 40 years, right? Tell me, tell me. What celebrity is in RC to Big Chiefs level and racing? Dak Shepard? He's not racing. Tell me one. Tell me one. To Big, to no, big no, no, no. Chiefs level. Someone who's racing right. RC. So, somebody, no, listen. You, you, you're just, how much Instagram followers does he have? He had like 
800,000 or 900,000. Okay, so he has more than anybody in RC. He has a show that's on every week for 13 seasons. Tell me who in RC has that, who we have had in RC to do that. No, we have nobody, nobody. You had Josh Hansen get a car from you. He did a little bit of video and stuff like that. I don't even know who he is. You've had Eli Tomac have a car from you, right? We know Moogie likes to race RC cars, and we, we get excited when we see him at uh, OCRC, right? But nothing's been done. I get it. These guys are here to have fun and enjoy the hobby. Christian K- Craig is a, he loves RC. Can't get nothing out of him. Seven Deuce Deuce, I've been messaging him. I was messaging him at one point trying to get him on her to talk. It's hard. It's hard. I know it's hard. So, hurry, but, 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 Afro has a way. They can do it. They, like, like Joseph, it'd be like, hey, fuck, man. Joseph, you know, um, you know, this person, like, you're, you're real cool with him. Yeah. Let's let's do this. Listen. Like, I I know it's different. I know Mick. You probably, are still not getting what I'm trying to say. I know, but, but there there is a way they can even get. If no, no, even no, Joseph. If your criticism is they legit. Can get, you they went can get about to Lewis. it the wrong way. Don't I, you understand? I, you picked the wrong Lewis. moment, probably. the wrong subject, and when someone re- responded to you, you brought up some guy that raises dragsters in a parking lot that no one's ever heard of, except if you're American and you like. Dragsters. And guess what? And, and the American and the American the RC market is the biggest, uh, and the American RC market is bigger than the European market. So what? So That's it's bigger for the uh, American market. Are you listening market. to what I'm saying? I, uh, you ain't listening you to what I'm saying. You just, you just, yeah, listen, I criticize them. When you criticize, the man who you criticizes everybody, precise. I get that, yes. and I and I don't give a you fuck. Have to be precise, and I was precise, and I wanted my question. I had a solution. They didn't let me answer it. You were. I just told you my solution. I just oh told God. you my solution. You were imprecise. Watch. Watch. And, and Watch. the way you compared it was completely Because stupid. I didn't get to finish. No, it isn't stupid. It isn't stupid. Yes, it, is. it isn't. Yes. Just because you don't know who yes, the guy is. is. You know what? Someone told me the other day, you actually don't give a fuck. It's true. You don't give a fuck about anything besides racing. Right? And I explained to him. You know what I said to him? He goes, I said, JQ's done more for RC racing than a lot of people. But... That's what he's into. He's into racing. He doesn't care about bashing. He doesn't care about this. He doesn't care about drag racing. He doesn't care about none of that stuff. He goes, but Keenan, you like everything. I said, I just love RC. I can see what other things. So you and your, your brain up here that's thinking 20 steps ahead, right? You can't come out of your zone. Your, I'm, I'm just all about racing and setup and this and theory and that. That's what, that's what, that's what gets you excited. That's fine. That's fine. But you can't come out of that. Put yourself over her and see how good that is for RC right there. You know what I mean? You can't do that because no, you would argue. No, no, no. Let me finish. You would just argue, say, he's not as big as Lewis Hamilton. Well, fuck. Who is as big as Lewis Hamilton? He's one of the biggest stars in the world. And he has a he has a freaking RC car. And we're just like, "Ah, ah." we're like, we're like, you know what we're like? We're like, we're like that guy. When we see the pretty girl come in and everyone's just like, oh, I just love her. Let's let's go buy her drinks and do all that stuff. When we when there is a way, there is a way that Afro can do this. They obviously know Mick Craddock. They know Kyosho. They've had dealings with these people for over 25 years. Why not so hey Mick, why don't we want to talk to to some we want to get some Formula One guys? We don't just want to have an interview with him. We want to take him to a race. I know it doesn't have to be Lewis Hamilton. It could be some of the lower class, lower Formula One guys or, or whatever and do stuff like that. I know how difficult it is, but Afra has an in. They're just like it. Like I get what you're saying. The criticism has to be precise and this and that. 
And I know you're going to criticize me, and right? I know. I know how it works. Yeah. I'm just some guy with a funny accent. I've been, you know, compared to everybody else. So they look at me differently. You know okay, what I mean? Okay, so listen, listen. No, no, and it's not for me, but it's one just, more, it's just no, no, it's one just, I, I get what you're saying about your, your by criticism being pre precise, right? Well, let me tell yeah. you something, Mr. Fucking Wrecking Ball. <laughs> right? Just because even I even just because precise I, criticism can get a backlash, but when you have a, something to stand on, that's the point. I have my when you are on. no, you don't. Just when you, you are imprecise, when you are imprecise, and then the example you bring up is not relevant and not good, it, it devalues it the is, whole. It's just argument. not relevant to you because you don't know who the guy is and you yeah, ain't paying no attention. Else. You and are that's not. That's why on that situation, Ephraim won. Mm -mm. They won. They banned yes, me they from did. the. No, I don't think so. Yes, they did. You won, but if you had chosen a different time, approached it uh, I don't similarly care anyway. and got a backlash, but you would have had a, such a strong point and valid point that they had nowhere to go. But it was a strong point. Different. So what are we going to do? It, no, it wasn't. It is. So tell me what you would do. What can we because do? Because it was the wrong time and place. Why? Because and they the were petting themselves in their back how great about. RC is? That's what has to stop. That's what has to stop. And I'm surprised you can't see that. I'm so shocked you can't see that. That has no, to in stop. That moment, if no, that no, one it's not. Moment that's the exact that Joseph. Post, you're wrong. What do you that's the exact moment. That's the exact moment when you do something like that. When somebody's patting what themselves would they have on the done? back. Explain. Huh? Explain. What would they have done? What should Ephra have done with that post? They should say we should figure out how to get him involved. They should. Ask, they shouldn't ban people from asking legitimate questions. My question was legitimate. That's not why you were banned. You started going oh. off about Big Chief. That's why you were banned. No, I was banned because you know why I was banned? Because I said, what are you going to wait? Are you going to take a year to do this? Are you going to take... I, I got banned because of this. I argue with Mark Styles, and he's, 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 in, he's in Afra, right? Yeah. He's in there. Like, I don't know who he is. I know he works for McLaren. He's probably a cool guy. The thing is, the thing is about this guy, when I heard him talk on, Afro, on the Afra meeting... He was he was saying all this stuff I I want to hear like you know what I mean but don't you you're doing exactly so, what he done just because you don't know who all big, those people say the right things right but, but they just don't because do well that. I'm not I'm tired of we saying when that. it comes to the federations with these federations you know what I do I look at it as like bullies I look at it as like um, governments right one thing I don't like is a bully and one thing I don't like is people. If if Afra and Raw and these Frederick, if you employed these, which we do, which we do by paying dues and all that stuff, if Afra and Raw was employed by you, would you continue to have them on? Or would you fire them? No, they'd be fired a long time exactly. ago. Exactly. So, so, so let's just let's just point. let's just shut up let's, about that. I get on. it. You let's don't like you don't like my criticism because you don't know who Big Chief is, and that's the European side of you, because you guys don't know who Big Chief is. But if you look on the American side and what these guys are doing for no, if you just take get out of who Lewis That's Hamilton is, it's 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 do it's good. What if so? What happens when no preps on on Discovery Channel is still not good? When no prep R, when they get no prep RC racing, I haven't said it's not good. No, no, but, but, it's but not you, going you're anywhere. downplaying Seriously. this. You're downplaying the impact that this can have on RC. And I think that's. For you. No, I don't think so. I, I do. I think that's you if your your horse blind is on. You can't see anything besides racing. No prep is is racing. It's just not racing that you like. Yeah, and it's always gonna be seen as some weirdos playing around. Like, seriously. Like, like off, even like, RC racers. Like off road racing. RC racers look at that and think that it's weirdos oh, playing around. Guess you what? drive for like four seconds. And a guess day. what? Oh, they don't oh, think it's weird when they make that money. Like, 
That's why Ryan Wonderful. Mayfield's out there doing it. That's like why Tiba is out like there doing I it. Said, like I said, the money thing is just a gimmick to get people to care about. It's how it okay? works, though. That's how it works in the real life. I know, but it's also just a gimmick. Anywho, we could do the anywho, same thing. You, so you think my criticism of Afro was, was wrong, and at the wrong time, I, I disagree with you. So No, I think your criticism is legit, but the way you went about it was counterproductive, and as we saw, it didn't... Like, that's it. What, like, so what's wrong with saying, hey... There's this no prep guys. They did it. They haven't been around for two years. They have the. What's wrong with saying that? You know what? Really context, context within which you said that. What? They, you, Tell this me is what the context last I said. I will say this and then we move on to Raw. What okay? context did I say? If Ephra made a post of Lewis Hamilton, which made it about this situation, that is where this discussion was being had. And you brought up this no prep guy in that context. Okay, mm -hmm. so because they're utilizing him to promote people, their hobby, when people see that, what they are thinking is Lewis Hamilton versus that guy with a dragster, mm -hmm. and they are thinking that you are uh, criticizing them for not being able to get Lewis Hamilton to do what that dragster guy is doing. So, okay, Afro's known Lewis Hamilton's driven wait, cars for wait, 10 years, or been to RC for all these years. Within which you did this, and that is an unrealistic scenario. So you could have had the same criticism and I brought it up differ. somewhere where it is very clear what you are saying and they don't have a comeback for it, okay? Well, I didn't so get that far. I was trying, don't you understand this whole conversation this starts, though, Joseph? Guy. No, you just started it wrong in the wrong place. That's it. <laughs> I started it. I started no wrong. Had, I started it no worse than you would have started a conversation like that. No, no. I, I, they I, had a you, very clear. No, they had a very simple and clear comeback to you, and that was it. It was all downhill from there. No, because my argument wasn't with Afra; was with Mark Styles. Is the one who started yeah, my big is team. in Afra. Is in Afra. So but is he? Go the, and look. For example, I know he's for Afra. So, my, but if you look on it, all right. So look, if you look on Afra, gave me some responses, and I said, all right, I look, I look forward to seeing it. Then Mark Styles uh, interjected, right? Mark yeah, Styles. Anyway, you you're not. You know what? I disagree with you. The videos this. I did, uh, Death of RC. There are a lot of the same arguments are made in there, right? But no one can refute them. You know, it's just not, because it's you that, don't know who Big Chief is does derailed. not exactly. Just because you yeah, don't know who Big Chief argument. is and you don't give two shits about anything besides RC racing, yeah, but it's a dumb argument. Doesn't devalue what they're doing. Yeah, but it's it's not relevant. Well, guess to what? They what have the biggest celebrity in their in that genre of RC involved in their RC and promoting it. Yeah, well, other people. And what digger. do we have? What do we have? Grave digger just went to that J Concepts monster. And guess what? It doesn't and, matter. And that and that genre of RC is growing too. And that's why J Concepts putting money into that because that's yeah, where that's the money fine, is. But it's and not that's why, racing. That and that's why racing, racing. That's why size. racing that's is fucking dying. And ra because the attitudes like that, like oh. Just because it's Big Chief and it's not Lewis Hamilton, what's the difference? Yes, Big Chief isn't as big as Lewis yeah, Hamilton. Yeah. I get that. I understand yeah, the that. Difference, the difference guess what? is that Big Chief getting getting fucking no prep on Discovery Channel and getting into that and being a part of that is much more than anything that's happened in off road in the last forty years. The difference is that in no, the you main just can't get racing, off your high horse no, because you think no. racing is this and that, and you can't accept I'm any other realistic. form of RC. I'm realistic. The difference is that the main racing classes should get the equivalent of uh, a big chief to 
promote RC, you know? But you can't have that conversation when the topic is Lewis Hamilton. Do you understand? Because then it's going to be personified on that and that's not going to happen, you know? And then it's not, that discussion isn't going to go anywhere. But anyway, let's move on to Roar. Anyway, what do you guys think? And I love all my European races, by the way. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, I just, I've told you that over and over before. Like, I've, I guess Let's move on already. Yeah, let's move on, because I, I just totally disagree with you. Roar. Now you're probably bad with me what I did with that, too. So I don't care. You criticize everything I do anyway, so it doesn't make What did you say about Roar? I just posted their, why they haven't posted any financials in 2016. Where the tests. Yeah, good. Okay. All that type of stuff. They so didn't say there's anything. nothing wrong with that. No, but because it's someone Efra, someone I'm wrong. Posted. No, it's no, it's not because of that. I think you're wrong. And you know what, Joseph? You know <laughs> no. what, man? These these these, these you know what these federations remind job. me of? These federations remind me of shitty bosses who treat the fucking people <laughs> like shit. And no matter what they do, you're gonna be all right. And I've I I hated that when I was working for somebody. So here we have these federations, right? I don't I don't have any loyalty to these federations. I think there's good people I look. I think Afro's doing the bang the best job out of all these federations. I've said that over and over and over again. When they do good things, they do good things. I just don't think it's like, hey, here's Lewis Hamilton. He's got an RC car. Let's pat our back. Let's pat ourselves on the back. It's so great. It's it's great, but we need more. And how are we gonna get more if we consider if we con if we continue to pat ourselves on the back for little things like that? That that has already been posted. He's already posted. It was that. just an Instagram post. That's yeah, but it, it's not but a we thing. we need to make That's more the least of that. They can do. It, it, it's 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 a lot more you can do. Like, why not reach out to Mick and Kyosha and figure out how they're getting with these and say, hey, let's let's work together and do something good for RC in general. Like, please, I hope the efforts listen to this. Do the celebrity race, please, please, please do the celebrity race. Do the celebrity. Yeah, race. Maybe you can get Big Chief to that race. Okay, he doesn't do let's off talk road. about Raw. Let's talk about Raw now. I'm 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 angry. No, I'm fired up. Okay, good. Let's talk about Raw. Sorry for my language. So the financials. You posted the financial and financials and someone else linked the newer ones, and we found no, out. No, no, those those are the those are the IRS. Those were the IRS. Um, uh, like they're what they have to file every year. Yeah, but that's their financials that they filed. Right, but. Dev, yeah. They yeah. just aren't on the website. Right, but right. Yeah, so. But what we learned from there is that uh, Jeff Parker, was it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I actually didn't check all the years. I just checked the one. I haven't had time. I don't think that guy honest, should but, be getting one cent <laughs> from anybody. I, his expenses. So, I guess his salary, compensation, travel money, whatever, was $87,000 that one year. Sending that guy was to the Royal Nationals was a complete and total waste so, of time. Let's let's just think about this for a moment. Ninety thousand dollars <laughs> goes towards Jeff Parker. Yeah, for like promoting RC. Then like, how much was it? Six thousand or three thousand? Like, not that much was for actual promotion of RC, right? <laughs> well, here's what I say, Joseph. So, what the hell? So, my one of my arguments has been that if we want these federations to work, we need to have. Uh, paid full-time staff. Like someone needs to get paid so they do that this work. But obviously, that is not the solution. No, no, no. <laughs> you need to. You that need to guy should not be right honestly. Person. That guy should not get one cent for anything because I didn't see him do anything besides be on his phone. And this is the guy who's the leader of of Ifmar. It's scary. So 
Yeah, it when, is a bit. When, you know, when it comes to Afro, give me heavier and all those guys any day. But this guy, Jeff, I'm, I'm, I'm. Mm-mm. You know what yeah. they should do with that money, though, Joseph? Make it $120,000 and pay a group of people part-time monthly to do the work. You know what I mean? So I would say if, if like, say, like, if if I had, to, like, for me, if the, I want immediate dismissal of the committee and Raw. Like, that's it. I don't trust any of them. They're a committee for life. Jeff Parker, Klein Hagen, young guys, they all got to go. They got to go. There's a few that can stay, but they got to go. They got to be replaced with new blood. And if, if I was raw, I'd be, I'd be like doing things like trying to, this is what I would do if I was raw right now. I said this on the Patreon only part. This is what I would do. People ask me for solutions. Like another thing I'm going to say, my job isn't solutions. My job is to bring light to two different things. I can bring solutions. This is my thing that I said raw should do. Let me see if, let me see if you like this scenario and then we'll stop. If I was raw, this is what I would do. You know how we complain about Joey not having enough guys at DNC. He doesn't have referees. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that. You know, is you know because he doesn't want to pay, right? Yeah. So Raw Raw wants to Raw wants to get into good graces with racers and get people and and do and show that they can work with other racers. This is what I would do. I would take. I would say, Hey Joey, DNC. It's the biggest race. You know, it's arguable. It could be that race or whatever. Dave's race. Is one of the biggest races of the year. We want to send a team of three people or four to that race to one promote Raw, do like a membership drive, but also we want to work with you. We want to, we want you can utilize two of our guys as referees. You know, you can utilize like we'll give you three guys to utilize, but we need to have one guy in a tent all the time so they rotate. You know what I mean? Put those guys to work with their raw jerseys on that are too big for them that they bought badly 10 years ago, right? Put those raw guys to work doing tech, doing refereeing, doing RDing. You know why? Because then the people will see, hey, raw is trying to work with people. You know, they sent a team here. I like that. I want to sign up. Hey, you know what? Being, you, you know, you like the DNC, you like all that stuff. Well, we're offering... uh. 15% or $15 off your raw membership. So you can become a raw member at Joey's race for the year for $20 or something like that. You know what I mean? So what in turn that leads to next year. Hey, Joey, we're going to do the same thing, but we want to push the raw membership. Like let's make this a raw, like raw membership required race or something like that. I know that's big thinking. I know that's not going to happen, but it takes handing out that olive branch and doing something for free that benefits the racers and the racers so people can see that Raw is doing something, that's what I would do right off the bat. And then I would get people in these committees, in the committee that want to go forward on Onward and all these different genres. I know, we're ranting about this, but anywho. I don't have all the answers for Roar. I don't have all the answers for Ephra. Maybe my criticism of Ephra wasn't the right time. Maybe it wasn't precise. Maybe... It wasn't. I don't know, but it did its job. And that's to keep these people on their toes. Will we ever see Lewis Hamilton wheeling the RC car around the RC track? I hope so. One day, it'll be awesome to see him racing all these other guys. That's something maybe we can work towards. I don't want to work against these, these like, and then just shutting me down. That just shows that you don't want free speech. You just want to shut down people that don't agree with you and ask those hard questions. That's what it shows to me. 
they don't want independent media. They don't want nobody asking those hard questions or questions that they think they feel goes against what they want. But as a federation, they should. Anywho, what was what else are you gonna criticize me about? So you criticize me about my criticism. One thing about you, nothing is ever right for you. Uh, just when things are wrong, I no. But I don't see out. the thing is, Joseph. I think with you, you have to understand that there's more to RC than just off-road racing. I never said that. Yes, you do. You always say I don't care about anything besides racing. No, I don't. Well, that's your. That's where you your disconnect is with this whole big chief thing is. No, I don't personally need to care about it and and sort of so, get all up. About, so let me about ask you it, something: you know? If we see no prep RC racing on the Discovery Channel in two years' time. What would you say to that? I wouldn't say anything. So I'd you don't think it would be, be like, good? That's good. Yeah. Yeah, so, it would be good, but it's like I know it's so not offer it. It's not offer it. What we want, but it's a step in the right. It's like you gotta understand these are steps that we have to be taken. Like have to be taken. Is effort taking the steps to try and connect Lewis Hamilton or maybe other Formula One drivers? You see what I Most mean? Most likely not. Ephra has guess, people in positions to do anything. What sounds better? Hey, I'm some jackass of a podcast that lives in Dominican Republic. They call me Lefty the Great. Would you like to come on and talk about RC? Hey, I'm Javier Garcia. I'm the president of Ephra. We've been doing this for 50 years. We see that you like RC. We want you to help us promote RC. We want you to race when you can. Yeah, I, I agree with you. My, my only point is that the, uh, the way that went down wasn't good like it didn't it didn't go through of course not because all my comments because got removed big chief i was just trying Went to make a oh whatever just because you can't respect exactly. big chief and who he is no. and what he does. shut up yeah, but that's shut where up. you but that was your second mistake <laughs> well, no, second I'm, and fatal mistake <laughs> oh oh so i'm banned from their facebook page and they want to yeah whatever it is what it is oh yeah hey ain't nothing you ain't been through before being banned, <laughs> I was banned from Spain. Yeah, he was banned from Spain. <laughs> Imagine that <laughs> by an RC Federation official. Anyway, guys, I think that rant got a little heated. I actually got pissed off at you. Um, uh, <laughs> I did. I That's like. I think. I think if you would have been in person, I think you would have been getting choked. Like seriously, because <laughs> that sound like I. I just don't like that. Like, you know, it's. I'm, I'm passionate about a lot of things, Joseph. You're passionate about politics and all that stuff and change. I'm passionate about about people in authority treating others like 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 that. Like, hey, we don't like what you said, so boom, we banned you. You know what I mean? What what like in this day and age, what what company feels that thinks like that? Dude, you, you can't ban somebody. You can't ban somebody from saying like you know all that type of stuff. Anyway, I still don't go back on my criticism. And I and guess what? I when when they do good things, I say they do good things. I think Afro's the best out of all these federations. And I encourage people to join them. Anyway, Joseph is disconnected now because I didn't agree with his criticism of me criticism. What do you guys think? Am I, I wrong? Am I wrong? Is Joseph wrong? Because he's not looking at it from my perspective of Big Chief and what this, what the no prep RC drag racing has been able to do in such a short time. Yeah, but it's that's a separate argument. I don't disagree on that. Yeah, it's, but you're, you're downplaying who fine, Big, you're downplaying who Big Chief is. So imagine well, if 
Uh, who's the no, best no, metal really. crossover? You are up playing it. Uh, I'm not up playing it because I actually yes, know that this guy is on television uh, a lot. And like yeah. the star no one of the in show. the whole world except some people in America who like drag racing care about this stuff. Yeah, well, it's okay. also the biggest market in RC. Better than nothing, but it's. So it's tell like, me what celebrity RC you offer it has. It's completely irrelevant to the no, point. No, 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 no. When you tell me who that celebrity is, then you have an argument. Anyway, what do you guys think? Am I wrong for criticizing Afro? I'm sure some people think I'm wrong. So I got a few messages saying I'm being an asshole. And I catch more I catch more flies with honey. Sonny, I've I've said that to you many times before. You never listened either. Um, or do you agree with Joseph? Or do you agree with me? What do we expect out of these federations? Are these federations doing enough? I don't think so. I have to think Afra is, but still. You know what? The best way Afra was explained to me, no, these federations. It's like a super oil tanker making a turn. It's slow yeah, and it takes about a hundred miles to do that. Imagine taking 100 miles to do that. Anyway, guys, uh, we went over uh, our time limit and we got heated in that in that exchange. Uh, but that's how the rants go. And I'm sorry, Judge Joseph, I'm just not budging on this one. Just like when you put your foot down and you don't want to budge, well, that's me on that one. Uh, thank you to Tony Newland for coming on and talking about Clinic RC and his Advantage RC back in the day uh, in the uh, Attitude Era Check them out if you're looking for some cool products. He's also, uh, I think they're bringing in the GRP tires or he's testing them. So, you know, maybe that's something you want to do as well. Thank you, Joseph, for your time. It's good. You know, we don't have you on the podcast as much. You've been busy. Maybe we'll see you a little bit more now that you've got the course done and whatnot. And if we get together, obviously, we're going to be doing some good, cool stuff, which I think is going to be fun. Um, thank you to all the patrons around the world. We can't do this without you guys. Thank you for the support. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, and thank you to all of the patrons. I'm sorry. I should have said the NNRC squad around the world. And, of course, the patrons around the world. All your help. Joseph, do you have anything you want to say before we uh, be, before we sign out of her? Uh, no. All right. Joseph has nothing to say. I kind of argued all his points out. He's probably going to argue with me after I get off the line with him. But thank you to all the awesome sponsors of the podcast, they are Mayako, Beach RC, TNR Fuels, High Tech RC, Sun City Raceway, Lugs Racing Tires, JQ Racing, Manscaped.com, Papa Willie's Traction Tonic, Donathan RC, Racecraft USA, uh, RCGP, and House of RC. Remember, all the links for our sponsors and coupon codes are in the link tree link in the written description. Check them out, showing some sponsors, shows us some love. Joseph, I'm excited for the Mayako car. Can't wait to see it. I can see you're excited about it. Ah, not long now. And um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. Remember, Nitro's the glory. E-Buggy pays the bills. You ain't grinding, you're sliding. And Lefty is right and JQ is wrong in this situation. Wow, that didn't even trigger nothing from you. Jesus, you are so disconnected. Thank you for your time, Joseph. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Lefty and JQ out. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the No Name RC podcast. We greatly appreciate all the support and love from you, the listeners. Without all of you, none of this is possible. Special thanks to our patrons on Patreon. If you wish to support the podcast further, you can at patreon.com forward slash NNRC podcast. As a patron, you will receive early releases, special content and patron only giveaways also please follow us on facebook instagram and our website www.nnrcpodcast.com remember nitro is the glory but e-buggy pays the bills if you aren't having fun it doesn't make sense and if you ain't grinding you're sliding lefty out Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory, Nitro is the glory. so bad.